be advised and let's be quite clear. Oh. Please know that we do indeed cuss. If you are offended by language that is quite spicy, gay lingo, and ratchetness, please exit your podcast app at this time, Miss Mamas. The views expressed here do not reflect our places of employment. Don't be trying to get us fired. We will find you. Bitch. Love Musa and Josh. So here's a little disclaimer before we get things started. 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 Before we get things started. Before we get things started. I happen to be in our business. We are back. Welcome back, everybody. Welcome back. To our Hello. podcast, our humble podcast. Yes. My name is Musa. And I am Child. And it's our podcast, Child. So I know it's been a long <laughs> ass time. We are flying by the seat of our pants uh, today. Um, couldn't find my headphones, but, you know, hopefully the Notice sound. he said his headphones because I ain't got none, but it's fine. Well, we could really get into that. <laughs> Your 2995 uh-huh. to get these headphones. Um, so we're back and we're black and we are sometimes whack. Um, but Amen. it's always a pleasure. <laughs> my best fucking friend. <laughs> How are you doing, Josh? Child, I am okay. Um, like you said, it has been a while. <laughs> It feels so weird. <laughs> All right. I mean, we've seen each other since the last time we recorded. We mm-hmm. just have not recorded. I mean, because, you know, life has been happening. Um, things have been thinking. going on, right? They've been thinking. Um, so what has been going on since the last time we recorded? Um, <laughs> I turned a year older. You did. I did. 40 uh, years old looks bitch, good on you, honey. It, <laughs> no, ma'am. Um, I'm getting close to the 40. We ain't going to say what my real age is because, child, I'm... I feel old. Still um, baby. I guess I'm still younger than you, and that's all that matters. That's right. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, what has been going on? I mean, I'm still working for now. Um, niggas are still niggering. <laughs> mm, mm. Let me get on that for a second. So I had was recently t- getting to know someone. I ain't gonna say talking, t- t- talking. Yes, that. <laughs> And um, he was real cool. He's this dude from well, he he's from New York. That's where he was raised, born and raised. But he moved to Austin recently from Atlanta, and we had been talking, met on Tinder and all this stuff. He seemed real cool and all this other stuff. And you know, he's trying to get himself situated in in Austin and stuff. And then we finally decided to meet in person. And like when I tell you, it was flat. I was just like. Uh, what the fuck like he really t- all he talked about was him moving to Austin and him trying to make money more money than everybody else and um, you know him trying to take over and the people at his job don't know what the fuck they doing and they you know don't know what's coming because he about to start making all the money and that's all he talked about the whole time we were together like why is that our first conversation and this is our first time meeting and we've been talking for the last like two weeks, and you talking about you want to date me and shit, and this is all that you're talking about. And so, like, we after that, I, I was pretty much turned off, and 
I've probably talked to him maybe once or twice since then. Because, <laughs> y'all, you know, when I, once I get disinterested, yes. child, it's, it's kaput. over. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I, I haven't talked to him lately, and that's fine. Um, what else is going on? Um, February was, uh, 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 of course, is always a sad month for me because, you know, Brendan mm-hmm. and my birthday and him dying around my birthday and mm-hmm. all this other stuff. So yeah, I was depressed. Like the day, it was like a day in February. Like, well, this past February, like I was just feeling really weird, and I really didn't know why. Mm-hmm. And then I seen Brendan's sister post that you know this was the day that they had found his body, and mm-hmm. I was like, oh, this is why I'm feeling weird. It was just really crazy how that just like synced up with me not even thinking about it. Yeah. So yeah, it's it's been a crazy month. Um. They're getting ready to sell my grandmother's house, mm. which is also something that I'm not looking forward to. I'm sorry, uh, friend. Yeah, it's just it's just a whole lot of shit that's going on, and I'm just trying to prepare myself for. How are you preparing yourself for these things? I'm not as far. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> I'm trying to prepare myself. How are you? I'm not. I'm not. I mean, you know what? I mean, that's as we will talk later on mm-hmm. about, but. Yeah, I, you know, when shit happens, I avoid it. So, you know, when I don't think about it. <laughs> and so, I mean, that's just what I do to, you know, get by day to day. That's real. Um, what else has been going on? I don't really think, well, yeah, no, I'll talk about that later. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> what's been going on with you? It's been a lot. Um, I feel like I always say that and I never... I never contextualize anything, child. Um, work has been hard. Um, work has been extremely hard, but also everything is just coming to a head. Um, we're moving into a different space, and um, Elias has wrapped up all of his LSAT applications, which I'm overjoyed. Yes, um, LSAT. But, but we were in a very we were in a very hard place because he would stay up until two and three in the morning. He'd be at his at his office working. And so I didn't see him, you know, and um, I felt like I had to do a lot of things on my own this past this past month. And there were a lot of things that I did that I would have liked him to be there for support. And um, we'll, we'll kind of get into that later. But um, it has been it's been an interesting month. Um, the month of February, it didn't feel like Black History Month to me. Um, I didn't. I didn't do a lot of things for myself creatively. You know, we this this podcast is an outlet for for both of us. Right. Um, but I didn't get a chance to really do anything that I wanted to do creatively. And um but I did I'm trying to think, what month are we in, Lord? March. We're in March, yes. Yep. <laughs> um I can't remember. Last week last weekend I went to Austin to um my classmates wedding and it was great um i did miss my 20th class reunion which was which was hard to see because all of my friends were having a good time and i would it would have been nice to see some of my classmates mm-hmm. i i don't have any more fears of um of going down there like i used to i used to be really fearful of going down there just because you know i, I talked a lot about my views on social media and a lot of people they are they are unable to see me 
all they see are my posts. And so they think that, you know, some people don't understand racism. And so they think that anytime you talk about it, you're talking directly to them, mm. which I, I am, but, but, um, I'm not telling anything. That, I'm not saying anything that's not true, but I've been having a lot of thoughts about social media and I know that it's important if, if, if I could delete all social media and just post what I wanted to post and, and be in a creative space, I absolutely would. But I need social media. We need social media for a lot of things. We need it for this podcast. We need it for, I use it for the theater, um, to get information on auditions and things like that. And I said that I was going to deactivate my Facebook um, after my 20th class reunion, I ended up not going. So, um, <laughs> it's still up, but I saw, I saw pictures and every, man, I just want to say everybody looks so beautiful. And, uh, my boy Joel was there. I, I didn't, I don't talk about Joel. Um, I've known Joel since I was a little boy and I, I, Joel and I are really close. Um, he, he had some, uh, health situations and, um, it was, it looked, it was looking really bleak for him for a while. And, um, to see him, um, present at the, in pictures at the 20th class reunion, it really, it really warmed my heart, but it also made me feel like, damn, I miss seeing my boy. And so yeah. I got to get a chance to see him. It just seems like there's so many things in life and I don't get a chance to do them all. Um, so Eli's done with, he's done with law school applications. Now we're just waiting. Um, He's gotten a few acceptances. Uh, one of the schools, one of the schools he really wants to go to, one of the schools that he got accepted to, it's like, girl, please. Um, <laughs> and so he's waiting for the big ones. So they're they're coming this week, this month. And so Ooh. it's that scary. Um, yeah. So back to social media. Social media for me, I've been, I've been trying hard to um, tell myself that there is a reality outside of my little screen and if I live my life outside of that little screen it's not so bad it's only bad when I'm when I'm on my screen scrolling through pages and and everyone's opinions and things like that and then that's when I get upset and I'm ready to respond to things but if I stay off apps then my blood pressure is not as high right. and I'm not as worried about what's going on with people who I'll more than likely never interact with, um, and never engage. So I've been thinking a lot about how to, um, minimize, um, minimize, not minimize, but how to just reduce the amount of time I spend on social media, on some of the apps. Is and that not the same thing? It is, but I just didn't want to use that word. I was feeling, <laughs> okay. I was feeling something else. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, so Yeah. Um, I would say that I'm doing better. Um, February was a very emotional month for me because, um, you know, I, I had, I had a lot of fears that I overcame that I, I overcame on in February and so I'm not, I'm not necessarily sure that I want to talk about it on this podcast, but, um, I, I will, I will briefly mention it. Um, I, I've really been trying to focus a lot on how to um, be a better spouse, I recognize that a lot of the things, a lot of the um, the ways and that I handle situations are very similar to what, how my mother would handle situations. And, and not saying that she was always wrong because she wasn't, but um, it doesn't work in, with, with 
with me and my my spouse. All right. Um, what else? I I talk to my 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 family very sparingly. Like I'll text with my mom. Um, and I've been talking to my brother a lot recently, which is good. Um, my sister just got married, so we we just really haven't been we haven't had a chance to really like chop it up. But um, I'll go and pay her visits when I drive to Houston. I always I don't if I drive to Houston during the daytime, I always try to go by her job and see her and. Uh, so I did see her in the month of February. It was beautiful. Um, I am dealing with college students, and it's it's a it's a struggle because sure they, they think that I'm 83 years old, <laughs> Not 83. and um, <laughs> they don't know that that I can hang with them. You right. know, when it comes to to conversations and when it comes to conflict, they don't realize that you know. Um, I yes, I'm old enough to be their father, but. Please don't mistake me. I'm not your daddy. <laughs> I, will, <laughs> I will tell you off <laughs> like your daddy should have. But um, but anyway, uh, that that's really that's really all that's going on. The big, the big news is that bitch, we got tickets. To <laughs> bitch, <laughs> we, we are going to the show. To the show. We're to going see to Beyonce. see Beyonce B-Side. <laughs> yes, the Renaissance B-Side. World Tour. Josh, you came in. In the clutch, I you did, boy, child. you came through, girl. You was a <laughs> what you call that thing? You you said you said something so gospel and country <laughs> one time. I'm sure. Oh, it was a lot. Ah, oh, God, I, I, I it wasn't the title of the podcast, but you came through in a pinch, a a, a lamb in a bush. <laughs> <laughs> This is how I know you don't know your scripture, bitch. A ram in a bush. I know it's a ram in a bush, bitch. I just want to stop wanting to be silly. You, ain't, you, don't you came know in like a lamb in a bushel. <laughs> Listen, y'all. Okay, so Woo. everyone knows how we feel about Beyonce. And if you don't know, just, now you know, bitch. Or get off our podcast. Please. But no, um so I had signed up uh to receive a code. Which we both did. And I did not receive a code. I didn't either, but we but still got tickets. But you had a friend, and we <laughs> oh, ain't worried about yes. it. You knew a friend who would I stick by friend. you. Yes. You know? Woo! <laughs> Listen, <laughs> I had to know them tickets was real, so Josh, send me my ticket right now. <laughs> I've sent you the money. Send me my ticket. I had, listen, I had all these thoughts about homegirl dipping off with our money and stuff right. like that. I was like, I will kill everybody. Everybody will die. Because what had happened was is that my, <laughs> I, like, just like everybody else in the world, they was waiting on they code to get on the wait list mm-hmm. and shit like that. And, of course, we sent them waiting and waiting, and we was like, oh, well, fuck, we ain't got a code yet. But my mm-hmm. homegirl hit me up. She's like, well, Josh, you know. I got a code, so, you know, and these tickets looking a little bit too steep for me. So, if you want to use my code to get your tickets, you know, then you can. I was like, girl, yes, immediately. Send me that shit now. And so, I logged onto her um, her Ticketmaster account and all this other shit. I had to tell my boss. I was like, uh, sir, I'm going to step away for about 20 minutes. I need to secure these tickets. And I didn't care what he was going to say yes or no because I was going to do it regardless. But he was like, oh, yeah, go ahead. And I sat in my car and got them tickets. I was like, thank God. And we got some pretty good seats. Yeah, we did. Um, I wanted us to get in the club Renaissance with Child. Them tickets was gone. But I heard that it's going to be real hectic in the club. Child. And I ain't trying to. Listen, I'm not trying to be elbow to elbow with people in the club. I mean. Now, if we would have got a lot, I'd have been like, yes, we in the club. <laughs> but I like what we are. I, I, yeah, because I, I we're, we're still, like, we were right next to the stage on the other yeah. side of Club Renaissance. Yeah. So, you know, we're. I mean, we're going to be there. We're going to be there. We're going to be Listen, I just want to let y'all know, if any of y'all, um, 
if any of y'all hate listening to our podcast, <laughs> you know, if you just listen and to some for, of you do, let me tell you, um, for those of you who know my, my parent, my parents, my family, just know that what I'm wearing to <laughs> the Renaissance World Tour, you might as well go ahead and just tell now. Because when I tell you that you're going to see me in a way you've <laughs> never seen me before, because I'm going to see Beyonce, bitch. And, and it's simply going to be just that. Sure. I'm going to, I'm giving you, I'm giving you silhouettes. I'm giving you chesticles. Yes. I'm giving you, man, listen. If you ever had Skin. any questions about me, they'll be answered in September. <laughs> Just trust me. They'll, those questions will be answered in September. Oh, yeah. And, and and for those of you who can't wait and who just secretly watch my page and be looking to see what, what I got on, just wait. You're gonna, you'll see. You'll see. Um, I don't but, know what the fuck I'm wearing. I might just go in a J-string. You know what? Do I, I feel like do what you... <laughs> I feel like she said, nah, let me stop. Because I mean, it's already enough Christians that's mad at Beyonce. I was going to say, Beyonce Lord. said, come as you are. But I, <laughs> I'm not going to do that. Um, you know, speaking of Beyonce, we, th- Wait, so, are we in pop shit? We hadn't even got to it yet. Oh, okay. well, we ain't we, no, got there no, yet. We ain't got there yet. So, so wait, before, we, before we get into that, our, our beautiful segment of pop shit, um, I just want to say that I'm glad we are going to the concert. We're going to experience it together. Child, I mean, we are, because I was not going to leave you behind, but if I had to. Uh, yeah, you was going to leave me behind, <laughs> too, because let me tell like you something. Just like I did last time. Let me tell you something. <laughs> I made the mistake of being loyal once uh, at a Beyonce uh, concert and got left, and so I will never again. Child, all I, I, saved I had my, my ticket. I saved my pennies. <laughs> For this concert, and I was gonna see it, and Eli was like, you know, so Eli was like, well, I would have liked to go, and I said, you're gonna be in school, all right? <laughs> you're gonna be in law school. Sorry, babe. So you're not gonna be able to to, to make that trip you need down. To save there. your coin. Save your. You better save them. <laughs> um, you know, but I was I was like, man, that's if I had if I had a couple thousand dollars, I would have bought tickets for everybody all my friends to go to club renaissance you know oh, aren't you it would have nice. been nice you know i it, wouldn't have i would have <laughs> but now i'm trying to save money because i want all the merch okay right I, so, so i will be i'm starting i'm start i've started saving <laughs> so i'll start saving now so that um um we can get all the merch um also we have we, have, we haven't even talked about details because we got to figure out like what we're gonna do because i don't want to go straight home afterwards like i want to do something um, but uh, but I don't want to be at them clubs because no, not uh, not in Houston, not in Houston, no, ma'am. It's okay because they're gonna be because the girls y'all will be out little. and I don't want to be out there with them. <laughs> I don't either. I'll pass. I know that um, I, I would like to meet up with some people, um, some of our friends who'll be in the bleeds. Um, <laughs> some of y'all will be in the bleeds. Uh, might have to go see Arnita. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Um, our our friends. Shout out to our friends who. Aren't gonna be as close to Beyonce as right. you won't like. be able to feel her sweat and you smell won't her be breath. Able to do that, but I mean, who knows how far, how close we're gonna be to the girl? But I know she better, she better shake her ass in my direction a few times, okay? Because <laughs> we're because we're we've got good seats. We right? do. Um, Pay some good money. A good listen, the money. Um, so anyway, that's exciting. Um, I'm really excited to go. And September needs to get here soon. Tomorrow. I'm trying to stay alive. Okay. <laughs> Listen. All right, so now we're going to enter our uh, coveted segment we affectionately call Pop Shit. That was all right. It was all right. It was all right. For, 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 for us to be back, that was Child, all right. You know, it, I had a, you know, a month off. My mouth had, has not been doing good. had things. a month off. <laughs> um, so there's a lot going on. Um, this is an old topic, but speaking of Beyonce, 
um, there was a pastor from a church. I think her, believe her name is Tiffany. Um, sure. Who did a sermon on um, why we shouldn't go to Beyonce, why Christians, excuse me, why Christians, <laughs> Christians shouldn't go to Beyonce concerts. And she mentioned that it was going to be a huge uh, initiation and that everyone would be under a spell and how hives are um are akin to witches which she's not wrong about that you know witches uh, have covens or hives um and how um everyone's trying to buy these tickets this is the same preacher who a few a few years before was excited about going to right her tweets was so, all about Beyonce. She's I I just I just think she's upset Girl, because she, she didn't, didn't get, get tickets. She didn't get tickets. It's alright. It's a it's a deaconess going instead of her. <laughs> so <laughs> you need to you need to take that up with your deacons, Tiff. Um, right, because I should have paid your way. You know, I'm not gonna go too deep into this, but I always think I find it very interesting when when black people speak on the occult or speak on witchcraft and. It's what's in, what's interesting about it is that people have so much quote unquote knowledge about these um, these practices, but who told you that? Who, right, told, who you, told you? What do you know? What do you know about which these these cults? What do you right. know about witchcraft? What do you what do you know about spells and things like that? Because a lot of these things are are old tales that have been told and like just like telephone, they change and they, they change, change and they change. You have no like concrete yeah. information. Because, bitch, if Beyonce was really in a motherfucking cult or Illuminati, as y'all love to say, sure. how, would you, how would you know? I was reading, I was actually reading and watching videos on the Illuminati, and it's not what people think it is. It's and, not. And it's interesting because you think that that some of, that these niggas would really be in the Illuminati. Like, as a matter of fact, like, world domination requires that no... No marginalized communities have the upper hand, <laughs> and and Beyonce is a part isn't is in them one of them communities. A couple of them, she, right? Because she's a black woman, and I I think it's I was okay. So hmm, I was watching, I was I get into this mood every now and then. I watch all a lot of the Super Bowl halftime shows. I watch Lady Gaga's. Um, I watched um, Michael Jackson's. I watched Michael Jackson's because. It was he's Michael Jackson, and it's amazing how much Beyonce was influenced by Michael Jackson. So, um, in Michael Jackson's um, in his Super Bowl halftime show, he popped up above one of the jumbotrons, and then he popped up in another part of the stadium. And so it's like, where's Michael? Where's Michael? Where's Michael? And then he pops up from in the middle of the stage. Beyonce did something very similar at um, her. I am Sasha Fierce tour. Mm -hmm. She had these, um, she had these, um, people that looked like her, <laughs> that looked like her. Um, and they kept popping up all over the, the parts of the stadium. And then she came up out the stage. So she's always given, you know, paid homage to, um, Michael Jackson. But anyway, I was looking at the different Super Bowl halftime shows and I was, I was just thinking about, man, the, the, just the sheer power of Michael Jackson and how he's always, he's always been the, this amazing entertainer, but how he gets a pass at everything that he does. Everything. Um, grabbing his crotch. Yeah. Touching his crotch. Like he, he has always gotten a pass and I thought about it. I thought about, you know, um, and this is all going to come together, but this has a lot to do with, 
uh, Rihanna because Rihanna performed at this last Super Bowl halftime uh, show. Her and, and her little baby. Her and her little baby. Um, and so this, I'll, I'll promise it'll all come back together. But it reminds me of when Janet Jackson performed. And um, I woke up just in time for her performance. I was taking a nap. And, you know, uh, Justin had took a, a thing out for her. <laughs> yes, her he did. was out. Um, her, her nephew... Her nephew had a lot to say about her performing and how he didn't like her raunchiness and how women need to be more responsible because they don't want to set a bad example for other young women who idolize them. And the whole time I'm thinking to myself, you had an uncle who who grabbed his crotch on stage multiple times. Multiple times. How dare you? And... I think about this, you know, the double standard that that, that is placed on, on women who cannot own their sexuality um, because it's a male-dominated world. So Rihanna performed, and she 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 patted her poom poom a couple times, you know, um, and she did. <laughs> she and people did. were so upset. They were so upset with Rihanna. I can't believe that was tasteless. You know, um, uh, I think it's um, – Gavin DeGraw, dude from um, Maroon Five, that is his name. That is Gavin that's not DeGraw Gavin DeGraw is from is from is from, it's from it's Gavin from, DeGraw. It's from is Gavin DeGraw. <laughs> Lord have mercy, Gavin Rossdale's from Bush. What's that? What's that fool's I, name? You talking about the lead singer from Maroon? What's his name? I don't it's, remember. It's, it's giving. It's, oh, it's leaving me. Hold on, let me. Oh, look. it's leaving my mind. Maroon. His name is. It's gonna kill me when is he it says. Chris it. Something? No, it's not. His name ain't Chris. Oh, okay. Hold his on. name ain't Gavin. I'm finna find it. Hold, it's coming. Oh God. Um, hmm. His name is not Gavin. It's his name is not Gavin DeGraw. It's not Gavin DeGraw. I'm gonna find it. You're not gonna find it because you should have been found it. (laughs) Shut up, Adam Levine. Adam Levine. Lord have mercy. I forgot that man's name. Adam Levine. Why would I call that man Gavin DeGraw? He is not Gavin DeGraw. He is Adam Levine. Yes, Avril Lavigne. Yeah, okay. Oh, yes. That's anyway, he took his shirt off, you know, at, at the Super Bowl, you know, and but Ma- Madonna, I watched I watched Madonna's um, halftime show, and she was she was very suggestive. But people As only have a problem when a black woman is 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 expressing herself and embracing her sexuality. Yeah. And I just I think that whenever we see Beyonce being who she is, it becomes a problem. It's witchcraft. It's this, it's that. And we are the only race of people who, who, who accuse people of being witches. Now, I don't know Beyonce personally. I don't know what she got going Child, on. With nobody her. does. I, exactly. <laughs> and so, but so for someone to have these, 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 these uh, inner like understandings and beliefs of who she is, it's like, have you taken the time to know? And I thought, I've been thinking a lot about this. I've been thinking a lot about, Beyonce and capitalism and you know her being rich and and what that means for you know for black people in the community and I thought I do not know this lady I don't know what she's doing with her money I mean I I, I see some of it because she she wears you know fashionable things and you know she always has her hair done always has her makeup done you know she's she's very fancy but I don't know what she does what she does with her money I don't know what she does so I don't want to talk on I don't Talk on stuff like that. All I want to talk about is her talent. Her talent is undeniable, and we're gonna be at the show. Tiffany, if you if you did get a ticket, honey, I hope that you have good seats. Uh, <laughs> All right. But 
but everybody has a problem when a black woman is is expressing herself you know sexually but has the talent to back it up and and, and that's the thing about beyonce is, is she can shake her ass but she can also sing you down True. under the ground so <laughs> excited to go to that the tour uh, yeah. we'll be there um <sighs> god the pop shit well it's been a while again it's been a while since we've recorded but i wanted to circle back to uh the lovely chris brown if we could christopher um, maurice so christopher maurice is his name oh christopher brown um has been the topic of many a discussion in the past couple of months none of it well no it's it's hardly it's never good it's never about his music it's (laughs) never that's a whole nother podcast episode chris brown was mad um that robert glasper won uh wait hold on on. wait let's let's (laughs) go back we gotta go way back Beyonce Giselle Knowles Carter is the most awarded person in Grammy male or female history, male, female, anywhere in between. She is the most awarded person in Grammy history. Although she was slighted and did not get that album of the year, which we don't have to even visit that. We do not have to visit that. Sir. We do not have to go there. We don't have to go down Child, that. But we all the point is we know who deserved it, and the little little boy who won knows he didn't deserve it. You know, people like him, things don't happen like that to people like him. That's what that little boy said. All right, I need to. I've always I felt the need, and I've been feeling the need, and this is another life um, thing that I'm dealing with. I feel the need to go deeper and say things that matter because words matter. Words mean things. Mm -hmm. I think that when I say, I think that some white men are tired of coming in second to black women or are tired of the phenomenon that, is black women being excellent in entertainment. And so they vote accordingly. Yeah. And I, let me compare myself just a second. Not, not, I'm not Beyonce. I mean, I could be Harry Styles any day. That's, 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 that's not, that's <laughs> not a read. That's just the truth. But, um, I remember being in high school and being that dude. I, everybody knew me, you know, and, and I, I had a lot, you know, I won't say I had a lot of friends, but I knew a lot of people. You were popular. Uh, I was popular. I won Homecoming King, um, won a lot of awards, won a lot of superlative awards. It was prom time. It was prom season. And um, the class council decided who would be nominated for, who would be the nominees for prom, prom king and prom queen. So I walked up to the table to cast my ballot. And was told by a classmate that I would not be on the ballot because I win everything, and they were tired of me winning everything. These mm. were and these were and these are words that came that came di- directly out of her mouth. Oh, you can't be on the ballot. You win everything, and so um, I was not on the ballot. 
Because I would have won. Because <laughs> you would have won. I would have won. Um, and because it, it, it's all a popularity contest, it has nothing to do with with which popularity sometimes has to do with with who you are and who you are as a person. But a lot of it's because people know you and they just know your name and mm-hmm. so they put your name down. Um, shout out to the dude that won. I mean, that was that was twenty years ago. I'm good, but like, but I remember, but I can remember just that feeling of someone saying you win everything, and that's how I feel about the Grammy, the uh, the Grammy execs whenever they were voting. You know, I, th- I believe one of the comments was like, you know, every time Beyonce does something, it needs to be this life altering shift because it is. I mean, it is, bitch. <laughs> like she, she's not because we on her nuts like that. It was because she gives us good music, good good music. art. Like it's not like that we just on her because she is just some random good looking woman. She works hard for what the fuck she has. And for y'all to keep slighting her every fucking year at the fucking Grammys, the shit is getting tired. It's so it's so sad. We were talking about Chris Brown and we all don't matter. He don't matter. But I know the point that I was gonna make when I was gonna tie it all together. Um when a when a black woman is that in tune with who she is as an artist and is that in tune with her craft, it scares people. I remember arguing with a cousin of mine about how Beyonce was not was not that girl. Um, she's just a pretty person, and it, it it's amazing because when these when these legends are mm, let me choose my words wisely. When a newcomer, who Beyonce's not a newcomer, but, but 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 when someone younger comes in and they start threatening those spots, legends all always have to like you know either say something sharp or say something we, or or you know you have the fans are like oh she could never he could never be that she could never be that it's because you can't imagine someone being bigger than Michael Jackson you know or someone doing things that that are that are that are superseding him so for some reason it feels like you you think it's a it's a slight it's not a slight it's it just means that this is a person who is who's honed her her craft like she's a, she's amazing at what she does and yeah. her music speaks for itself, you know? You can't, you, you will, people will, yes, Michael Jackson is an icon, but Beyonce is an icon. Is an icon. Beyonce can stand up with backlit with smoke and fog and all that stuff, and you see her silhouette, you know it's Beyonce. Everybody can't do that. Cannot. Everybody not. can't. It's, it's some people you better not stand up with a silhouette because he might say <laughs> something about you. But anyway, um, going back to Chris Brown in the, in the Grammys, <laughs> Chris sure. Brown lost out to um, Robert, Robert Glasper. Glasper. Robert Glasper, for those of you who don't know, is um, H, an H-Town native who is an amazing musician, composer, producer, director. And he's worked with some of your favorite artists. Worked with, wrote for some of your favorite yes. artists. And Chris Brown um, said the, 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 this, the following line, which has now become a t-shirt line, who the fuck is Robert Glasper? And Robert and Glasper definitely did capitalize on that and has some who the fuck is Robert Glasper shirts. Now, since we're here... I'm going to tell you that I was going to buy a shirt, but I did not buy a shirt because I, I, I love Robert Glasper, his music. Yes. I still don't fuck with Robert Glasper for how he did Lauryn Hill. And I'm going to say this. True. So, so a few years ago, um, the, the topic came up of uh, Lauryn Hill not writing or not giving credit to people on the Miseducation of Lauryn Hill, her only album, child, um, which was – with that album, if you know anything about music, that sure. album <laughs> it won like five Grammys. Sure. That album was amazing. I I I don't I I still listen to it to this day, not as much as I used to, but um, she didn't give credit to the writers, and 
Robert Glasper was on 97.9 The Box, and he, I think it was 97.9 The Box, and he was being, that's a, that's a Houston uh, uh, radio show for uh, hip-hop and R&B, and he was being very, he was being very catty on that, on that, that, that show, and I get it, you know, when someone doesn't, doesn't give you your, you know, your credit for writing a song or composing or directing, that shit is annoying, but like, I guess at the same time for me, it's, there's a different way to approach the situation with Lauren Hill, uh, Miss Lauren Hill, if that's what you, if that's what you're into. <laughs> uh, but I just felt like I just felt it to be really catty and a little messy, and I it feel was. like he could have handled it a lot differently. But you know, he is who he is. So, um, but Chris Brown fans are like, "Yeah, who the fuck is Robert Glasper?" And it's just because y'all are uncultured mm, and y'all young. And you're young, and a lot of and the, the sad thing is that a lot of y'all are, are around my age, but you still you're stupid because. You cannot sit up here. If if he won an award, it's because he probably is that dude. So research him. Google is free. I had so one of the things that I that happens on my page whenever someone, you know, comments, they'll they'll try to comment and try to be nice, but they're really being being shady. And so I have people like, well, what songs has he written? Google it. Right, I, bitch. I don't owe you anything. Anything. <laughs> I, I don't. I don't. I don't have to prove anything to you. So Google it. But anyway, you should be um, charging people, bitch. Here, here's a link to Google, bitch. Yeah. So, so Chris Brown uh, found himself neatly nestled in Robert Glasper's DMs, basically saying, "I hope you know." Um, I'm sorry if I first of all which that's not an apology if you offend someone apologize for offending them not if you offended them you did offend them or you did say something that was offensive to them so apologize for saying things that were offensive and move the fuck on but he said something about I hope this hope you can keep your family fed and this that and other it's like he didn't need a Grammy to do that and he didn't need a Grammy win over you to do that you are not the savior here Chris Brown Robert Glasper is Robert Glasper has been Robert Glasper was Robert Glasper and will be Robert Glasper so he does not need uh, he does not need a an okay from you he does not need your validation to be who he is he is talented on his own on his, his own, own. Oh, yeah so so Chris Brown has also been in the news um, um, when with regards to sexual assault um, charges we all know what happened with him and Rihanna um, and he he mentioned that this happened when he was 17, but he was not 17. He was actually 19, was 19 when it happened, when he did what he did. And so people people love saying this. What about so-and-so? What about so-and-so? And he also compared himself to uh, white men who have committed um, 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 domestic violence against right. someone else, domestic abuse <clears throat> against someone else. Um, and my thing is, we're not talking about them. We're talking about you. Right. What's so interesting is that that, that when I when that that article, I always go back to very smart brothers and they say black men, straight black men are the white men of black people because 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 white people do that whenever. So whenever there was a little boy who was shot and killed in his front yard by a black person and um, his white boy, and there was some white people saying, "Where's Al Sharpton? You know, where's Ben Crump? Where's all this? Where, where are they supposed to be?" These are your people, right? They're like so, so why? So the very people that you hate, the very people that you hate, you want them then to go and defend and protect and, and march and protest for this little white boy? Did you do that? Did you do that? You didn't march. You didn't march when know. Tamir Rice was shot. You didn't. You damn sure didn't march when Trayvon Martin was shot. So, so why ask us? Why is the burden on us to 
to to show up for you when you never showed up for us. And now I, that that's what bothers me is that it, the what aboutisms. And, and Chris Brown does it all the time. You know what what about like we're talking about you? You you're a black person in this community. We ain't worried about them. Like <laughs> we talking about you. You are a black person in this community making the same music every single CD. And, and, and that's, that's the word. that is the other thing. I'm never I'm never going to. I hate when people say things like you know. Oh man, y'all are like Beyonce paying y'all bills, y'all. But you act the same about Chris Brown. Chris Brown is not sleeping with you. He not going. He not. He not singing these songs to you. And all the man's songs sound the same. Y'all, y'all go up for, for the this. Last five or six albums. People, yeah. people. This is. It's. I'm tying it all together. People try to protect things that, well, are people that have gone through similar situations. Like people who have been in domestic violence situations, they all protect Chris Brown. Man, that's fucked up. The system's fucked up. Like, sure it is. But you did what you did. <laughs> like, yeah. like, and then people, there were women being like, well, she hit him first. Are we 12? Like, I, I, I'm i going to say this. You know, I grew up, my mama raised me that, you know, if any, somebody hit, puts their hands on you, you hit them back. That Correct. was when I was a kid, you yeah. know, growing up. But what, what he did to her, that that shit didn't need to happen. It shouldn't have happened. Like like I don't care. The way he put his hands, he shouldn't have put his hands on her. No one should put their hands on anybody. On anybody. On anybody. Keep your hands to yourself. But please. we not gonna act, sit up here and act like. I mean, the pictures speak for themselves. But, yeah, but even mm. besides that, I think what differentiates Chris from the rest of these people that he's trying to, you know, compare himself to or you know put blame on is that all these people or most of these people have grown and they are no longer doing these things. Chris has since Rihanna has, you know, been charged for like choking Karuchi and mm-hmm. all this other stuff. Like, nigga, you want somebody, you know, you trying to put the blame on somebody else and not accept accountability, but you have not grown from your actions. You are still in the news every other for month. For some dumb shit. For some dumb shit. Like you just got sued like recently for like doing some other shit. And it's not you're right. And it's not that we are hearing things. We see it. So I was watching a video of, of him giving someone a woman a lap dance. I don't but she she looks so uninterested. She was on her phone. And I think he may have said something to her about being he put her phone down and then she put it up again and then after he grinded on her, he chucked her phone down. <laughs> I, the, I think they say the phone is still flying over the audience <laughs> now. That, that was a couple weeks ago, but that was her property. Now, now I will say maybe she shouldn't have had her phone out, but he could have put it down. And right. but but people say y'all know how he is. Why would y'all like that's that's that the, shit that I don't like. Excuses. Y'all make y'all make excuses for people that do dumb shit. And you're like y'all know how he is. He told her to put it down. I would have did the same thing. And you also are an asshole for wanting to do that too and because would have got sued. <laughs> got sued. So I I will never say that Chris Brown cannot sing or dance because he can do both. He can even on but, coke. But well, <laughs> but but what about what about the growth in your music. You don't see it. You don't hear about it. The growth in yourself. It's always right. It's always about somebody some woman's waters and and getting the bed wet. (laughs) It's it is though. It's always about about vaginal waters. (laughs) And your music sounds the same. Not even just talking about vaginal waters. It's just the beats and shit. Like there's no growth. Like all your music sounds the same. Like from the last five albums, it's all the same music. It's one long album. Just like you made that one recent album that had 52 motherfucking songs that I'm still 
trying to get through <laughs> Let me tell to you. this goddamn day. Like, nigga, your shit sounds the same. Like, where are you growing as an artist? You trying to be mad at Robert Glass because he winning motherfucking awards. But, nigga, his fucking music is elevated. Always elevated. And it, keep, it keeps going up. But that's the thing. People love that baby making music that does not change. Chris Brown could make his greatest a uh, greatest hits album, and now the uh, early Chris Brown, I fuck with it. Like I fuck with early Chris Brown music. Like I I definitely do, um, but I can I can probably tell you one song. I don't can't tell you the name of it. There's probably one song that Chris Brown has on his 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 album that had 437 uh, tracks on it. I probably know one song, and I can't tell you the title of it. Um, I thought it was a nice song uh, to to work out to, but. I don't support that man's music. I mean, he still makes decent music. He has some bops. Like I, he has a song out now. I can't tell you the name of it, but it, it's cool. It's good. Like just because you know there's no, you know, growth in it, don't mean that it still right. don't bop. But the point is, like, music is about you know what can I do next? What can I improve on? And, and you're not improving. artist development should be about that. You should be developing. You should be growing. You should be learning. And and it's the the thing is not someone might say, well, it's because people let fuck that. You have to grow for yourself. You should be growing, and, and and I don't like I said we don't know these celebrities, but we but we only thing we know is what we see. Right. And what I see is some bullshit. <laughs> like, and the, I think he compared himself. He um compared himself to uh Blueface and and Krishan or whatever Krishan Rock. I don't know them people. I don't I don't Me know what either. they do, what they get into, who they get into it with. Oh no, she got a tooth missing. A tooth um, missing. Child. And I think that's her thing. And you now. Know? Tattoos with that man face on it, but okay. But but so so social media Ooh. elevates these people. It elevates them. They they exist. They only exist because they create new bullshit for us to be enamored by on social media. That's why I just feel like it's it's. I'm trying so hard to unplug in a po- in a in a in a good way while still you know being productive and using it. So I'm trying to use it for good. And not for the evil I see, cause like the shade room, Hollywood Unlocked, these places are man, just just places where where ignorance festers. Now sometimes like in when I when I when a hot story comes out, like I'll have Hollywood Unlocked on my on my on Instagram, and so I know when something's happening. But it's still all mess. I think yeah. I, I so I've unfollowed the shade room and, and Hollywood Unlocked just because it's just it's just mess. But anyway. Um, Chris Brown try harder. Um, <laughs> in other social media news, I don't know the boy's name. His name is Tariq, I think. Tariq. Now, uh, yeah, this little boy. I guess he's you know everybody's an influencer these days. Everyone's an influencer. He's this um, you know, he's in the community family, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and he recently he's been in trouble before, but uh, he recently made a video about his. I guess his struggles with his self image and all this other stuff. That's usually what he does. He's recently lost a lot of weight. His body looks good. He's he's a cute young man or whatever. But <clears throat> he was talking about how when he dyed his hair, like because that was his thing, him having like platinum blonde hair, and why he stopped dyeing his hair platinum blonde because you know he felt like that's the only thing that people really recognize. And then he had the nerve to say that he felt like when he dyed his hair that he was racially ambiguous and when i tell you twitter tore him a new goddamn asshole because motherfucker somebody said first of all they were like you still look like cisco like 
just because you dyed your hair platinum blonde don't mean you still don't look like a nigga. Like, there was nothing about your face that changed that made me look, well, he could be white. I, I'm not sure. No, you still look black. Like, that was some ignorant-ass shit that you said, and I, I'm glad they, they fucking you up. So they roasted him. And so, but let me tell you, um, because I always try to give people the benefit of doubt. Oh, benefit right. of the doubt. Let me, tell you, let me tell you what happened. Let me tell you what happened. Why well, I, I didn't. But um, <laughs> but when I saw the tweet, I was like, Racial, racially ambiguous where? Where? What, at what point? Where, sure. What point in between? <laughs> Your nose is still wide. Just, I mean, like. You ain't that much brighter than me. So I found that, and I saw some old tweets of him making fun of dark-skinned black girls. And mm-hmm. I said, oh, I see. I understand. Been in trouble before. I didn't know that about him. Mm-hmm. I, I've seen some of his videos of him coming out to his family and, and things like that. And I thought that was courageous of him. But I didn't know that he was online, you know, um, going in on the girls you know and saying bad things about them and so i celebrate i celebrate him being dragged <laughs> Same. I, I i celebrate him being dragged because that that is one thing that i do not i don't tolerate is people you know making fun of dark-skinned girls but the what the bigger issue is that we are so set on being something other than black we have to be got part Indian or Latino or Blasian or right. and 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 some some of you are some of you are Latino some of you are Blasian but I think we're caught up in this idea that being quote unquote exotic is what what what's wrong with black is exotic black. it is black is sexy what, what's wrong with that everybody else trying to be it in in one way or the other but don't but don't know don't really want to be black you know right. they want to but but speaking specifically on black people who who want to look racially ambiguous because like what does it do for you i understand you think it gives you status but not when you baby girl we know exactly what who you are and what, you you don't look racially ambiguous sweet heart okay like you know I mean, because to be honest that's that slave nigga um mentality it is. you know you think that you light and Very got good. some good great air that you got some special privileges and shit that. and then you think you're the shit that this it, it's all about you know we we child. we don't realize how much we internalize anti-blackness and racism by by saying things like you know people think i was i was racially ambiguous like now i i think he probably you know, so me when I was giving him the benefit of the doubt, I was like, he probably didn't mean anything by it. But then I, I, I was seeing that he was saying some problematic shit about dark skinned black women, and I said, oh, mm-hmm. oh, you just don't want to be black. <laughs> right. That's what it is. But he, but oh, so you came to the realization that you are black, or you came to terms with your blackness, and now you want to say these things, and even though, even though. So it started off as a positive post, and then he when he said something about being racially ambiguous, I was like, <laughs> people girl, were confused. Please. You know, now I, I'm glad I'm not a celebrity because I've looked back at some of the things that I've posted and some of the things that I've tweeted. Well, my first Twitter has been deleted because I got I got ran off by somebody. It's <laughs> uh, a whole other conversation. I remember that story. Um, yeah, but um, you know, I, I watch what I post and I, I try not to say things. You know, as a um, as a as a man, I definitely have said some um, misogynistic things, and I have. Um, supported misogynistic people in my life. And so um, every day I'm freeing myself of those things, but I recognize there are some things that are out there on the internet that have not been scrubbed. <laughs> and, <laughs> and if I ever became famous, they would be, I'd be found out. So um, right, you're shout growing. out to Tariq, you're black. Uh, wow. And you're going to be black. So Forever. in other 
sad social media news. Um, you brought this up, although I did see it, of a a um person. Child. Okay, so yeah. this dude that <laughs> I follow on Twitter. What did, let me let me bring up the actual post. Brandon Ness is Brand, his name. Yeah, it, that's his Ness. Um, that's his Ness. That is his Twitter handle. Okay. Um, he posted a tweet that was very, and I just learned this word, seraphobic, which means um, that you have a disdain or you hate people with HIV and or AIDS. Seraphobic. Um, let me find this good t- uh, tweet that I screenshot. So while you're looking for, for those of you who don't, do not know, Brandon Ness is a black gay man on Twitter. And not a cute one. Well. <laughs> okay, so his tweet says, uh, I am not pause friendly, and and I'm proud of it. Pause friendly means that you you are you know basically you would get with someone who has HIV. Mm-hmm. And then he also goes on to say, I'm not pause friendly because I'm scared of catching HIV. I'm not into pause men because so many gays were lost to HIV AIDS. So it's important to me not to join the, that statistic of pause people and want a gay and I want a gay man that's negative too. So I mean. Hmm. It sounds I like mean, some bullshit I mean, is what it sounds like. But you go, no, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. I mean, that is true. Like, I understand what he was trying to say, but what you how you said it is the issue. Like, first of all, that you are very uneducated for a person to be a gay man. And you have been part of gay, you know, um, HIV AIDS campaigns and stuff like that. And for you to not understand that people with HIV can live full healthy lives and have sexual partners and not pass that on to their partners like you're just very stupid and uneducated and it's really funny that these people dragged you and they found another well he was like had some kind of um he posted somewhere i don't know it was some kind of blog or some shit like that where he posted uh stis are a part of the casual sex lifestyle especially when you're out here fucking raw this is what he said And then he mentioned someone named Big D. He says, Big D and I have been hooking up for years, so I expected him to be mature about me finding out that I had an STI. He acted cool about it first, but then ignored me ever since. Oh, well, it's kind of dumb to reject a guy because he had an STI and told you to get tested since you can still catch an STI from any new guy in the future. Luckily, I had something quickly and easily treatable, but some guys are just too immature. So, bitch, where the fuck was this 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 rhetoric act when you was talking about people with HIV? Because it's HIV, not an STI. I mean, you can get it other ways, but it can still be transmitted sexually. Like, so, I don't understand where the flip floppiness is coming from. Like, you were being all you know you wanted people to be sympathetic towards you because you had an sti and you didn't understand why this man did not want to fuck with you but you can't have that same compassion towards men who are hiv positive i don't understand Mm i i have i have nothing nice for this man but i think i think that if if i if i'm trying to go deeper (laughs) i will i will try um there there will always be a stigma attached to black gay men um more specifically black gay men who are are openly hiv positive 
or who have AIDS. And for this person to have been an advocate and have to have worked in um, HIV AIDS awareness campaigns, if that's true, um, I think that what he tweeted was irresponsible. Um, you can have a preference. I prefer, I prefer strawberry jelly. Yeah, okay. On my on, on my my peanut butter and jelly sandwich. That's my fucking business. It is. And you know what? It might not be everybody's business to know that. You know what I'm saying? What I'm, what I'm saying is that people think that always posting about their preferences. It should be welcomed, and sometimes it's like, bitch, shut the fuck up. Please. We we understand that you have preferences. We understand that you, you know, I would prefer that he didn't speak. That's a preference of mine. But Please. you know, you 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 can't always get what you want. Um, <laughs> but he, for someone who, who has worked in these in these spaces, it's very irresponsible of him to, um to put his preferences out there because it, it perpetuates the, the, this, this stigma, this idea that people with HIV are, are either out to get you or, or they're, they're less than, or they're, they're less deserving of love. And just because that's your preference, shut your fucking mouth. If I, there have been so many advances in medicine yeah. for not, not, we're not talking, I'm not talking about prep. I'm talking about four people who are HIV positive and and not only are they living longer and healthier but there a, a lot of them a lot of people a lot of them a lot of people who are HIV positive are can be undetectable and and not pat, not transmit the virus for a number of reasons for lifestyle um health and food changes or or taking medication so i just think that it's it's he he was trying to be he he thought that he was being smart, but he was just being an asshole. But it does open up the conversation that there are people who are in our community who are not for us. They're not really for us Indeed. at all. And so, it's there. There's just a lot. There's a lot. Of, there's a, there's a lot of conversation that should be had when with, with regards to AIDS, HIV. But we're not having those conversations because people are too afraid to talk about it because of idiots like this motherfucker. And and that's I. I I have more eloquent things to say, but I just <laughs> I, I don't I don't have it when it comes to that. Um, I do want to tell this story um, of of something that happened to me a couple of years ago, and you you won't get it unless I tell you the full story. So, um, people, especially black people in my in my family um, and in my community, they believe that if you are gay, you automatically have HIV. They, they won't say it, but it's just it's it's what they say that bothers me. So, um, I can tell this story. I don't think any of my family even listens. But um, a few years ago, um, a family friend died from complications of AIDS. That's I want to be very clear. He did not have HIV. He had AIDS. And we we also understand for those of you who do not know, um, HIV untreated can become AIDS. But it, but right, and you don't die from AIDS. You die complications. From complications from AIDS. Child, people are not they're not here with us. But um, but um, he died. Um, well, as a matter of fact, excuse me. Let me be clear. We do not know what that man had. He died. Um, he died of he had cancer, and. So I, I need to go back. Let me first of all let me apologize to the, to that man to the memory of that man. I don't know that he had AIDS. 
I know that he died from cancer. And so what my family assumed, what the women in my family assumed was that because he lived, he lived alone, he did not have a wife, he did not have children, he must be gay. Right. So because he's because he must be gay, then he must right. also not have HIV, right. have AIDS. Right. And because he died mysteriously, it had to have been the AIDS that killed him. Like, and that's so when the story was told to me, I was I, I was told I was like, you know, so and so died. I was like, oh my god, I hadn't heard from him in a long time. How did he die? He had AIDS. Mm. I said, okay. Um, did he tell you? Did he? Did not only did he tell you, but but what AIDS didn't kill him. What killed him? He had, you know, I don't know, but he had AIDS. And and it, the reality, this man probably never had AIDS. Right. He probably never. He 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 probably didn't have any. He might not have had any STI. But because he lived alone and because he didn't have any children, they assumed that he was gay. And because they assumed that he was gay, they assumed well he must also have AIDS. Right. And that's how he died. And so. So I remember that story because I was um, I had lost like I think I'd lost like 40 pounds and I went to my my sister's um, uh, engagement party. And I, there was a relative that was there and I looked noticeably smaller because I was. And she said, you all right? Mm-hmm. She said, you, you, uh, you, you losing weight. You lost your butt. Okay. So to to people who don't who who don't know and who don't understand what she's saying, you, they just think that's just how people are in the country. They just saying you lose weight, but right. what she was saying was right. heard about you, girl. Are you okay? Are right. you sick? Because you look sick. And y'all might think that's not, that, but I know my family. I know what she was saying. Anytime anyone, anytime anyone loses weight, like especially like like gay men or people that you assume are gay, because I never, this was before I come out to any of them. Um, Lord knows, I would I would I would later come out that a year later, um, and cause all kinds of chaos in the family. Ruckus, but ruckus, but um, she was essentially trying to allude to something, mm-hmm. and um, I was very offended by it. I should have said something to her in that moment, but like I always remember where I am, and I always remember that it's not about me. So that moment belonged to my sister. So I didn't, I didn't use that moment or that, that opportunity, but I won't forget that. I never forgot it because that was her way of saying, you know, are you sick, or asking, are you sick, right? Um, and that whole thing, are you sick, that bothers me too because, <laughs> okay, let me, let me, let me. I don't want to go too, too, too deep into that, but going back to this man, um. He didn't back down. He didn't. He doubled down. He doubled down. And, you know, so he said that half the gay black population has HIV. And that's why he was going to start dating white men. Well, partly because a whole lot of black men were in his DMs Mm -hmm. and his Twitter responses cussing him the fuck out and telling Mm -hmm. him he was disgusting. And so he was like, well, you know, this is why I don't I hardly ever date black men anyway. But here you are on your non you're not safe for Twitter. Well, I mean, for work Twitter, mm-hmm. getting fucked raw by multiple guys. Oh no. Uh huh. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh yes. Oh, honey, girl, listen. Um, on behalf of the caucus of black gay men in America, I just want to tell you that we're not interested. Um, I, I, you know, I, I imagine that. See, see, skin color, skin color gives people 
this they think that gives them this pass um that make that leads them to believe that everybody wants them because they're right. they're light skinned. Yeah, he's a real real light. Here's the I don't I can't mm. speak for white men. Um <laughs> but the fact that you think that you're a cup of tea just because you, you exist, uh, girl they probably don't want you either. So like my thing is you're trying to go, you're, you're trying to talk about your preferences, but do you realize that that's in, in a, in a lot of, in a lot, a majority of white male male men's preference, you don't exist. You would not be on that list, sweetheart. At all. <laughs> you might be at the bottom. You might be a, just a, a one night only. That's, well. that's, but so, so when you say things that, that, that are, are polarizing like that, you don't realize that you're not that girl. Like, you're not that girl to be talking like that. So, if anything, why not empower black gay men, you know, to to know their status, to to understand and not fear, and not, and not feed into this stigma, this this idea that, that a man, you know, a person that has HIV is gonna pass something to you. Like, have a conversation. You can like talk to people, but instead of instead of trying to vilify and and you know continue to perpetuate that that fear in the in this community, and it's it's sad because people, black gay men, we still don't realize um, that we we can also operate in in a very privileged way too. Um, people think that just because you're HIV negative, that all of a sudden that you're better. Or you're more valued than than a person living with HIV, and it sucks. It sucks that people think like that. And although we understand it's not true, there are unfortunately a lot of men who feel that way about themselves. They feel like they're not valued. They feel like they don't that they don't matter because of their status. And that's what I'm most upset about. I'm most upset that people that black queer men who are living with who not dying with um or not sick with but are living, living with hiv and thriving and thriving i'm i'm saddened that there are a lot of men um because of their status they feel like they are undeserving of love and if they're if they have a good community and if they're you know um listening to the people who matter they know that that shit is, is not true but unfortunately there are people we amplify we amplify these bitch ass voices like and that's 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 what gets me that's why i shouldn't even give this man room but we amplify these stupid ass voices like this man and that becomes the the problem we we don't necessarily use this to talk about it or to or to educate others we use it and unfortunately it continues to push um push away you know our brothers and sisters who who are are positive and i don't fuck with that i don't fuck with that at all um i i just there's there's a lot there's a whole lot more that i want to say but i will simply say that we have to stop splitting hairs we have to start having conversations. We have to start talking to each other. And when hoes act out of line and they say some <laughs> dumb ass shit like this, like I, I just, I, 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 like, like I, 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 I want to operate in kindness always, but it's some people that like, you're not going to attack the community. You, you'll be outside the community. Ball. I mean, he gonna always be black. He gonna always be gay. So we can't take that from him. That's going to always be who he is. But in my mind, when you say shit like that, 
Like if you're not publicly apologizing, you it's it's fuck you forever. Forever. And that's and that's just that's how I feel. Like like let me tell you, God forgives. I struggle. So that is. That's so. Um, be kind to yourselves and be kind to other people if you if you if you can. Um, but when people like him are continuing to spew hatred and and raise awareness and that that continues to shed a, a negative light on you know black black gay men, that's when I have a problem. So. Um, I mean, I, I hope that, you know, I hope that he finds the light and he thrives and learns to succeed, but until then, fuck him. So, um, <laughs> yes, um, I wanted to, I wanted to tie this in, uh, with Beyonce, but y'all, we probably said Beyonce's name like 400 times since this episode started. <laughs> um, but, but it deals with another diva, um, uh, Whitney Houston. So, for those of you who are living under a rock, when Houston covered um, the amazing Shaka Khan song, I Am Every Woman. Yes, she did. Um, she did give credit to her at the end. Shaka Khan. <laughs> Shaka Khan. She did. So, um, <sighs> gospel recording artist, uh, mother, philanthropist, uh, actress, okay. uh, part of the, the Winans clan, of a million Winans, uh, CC Winans, who is not married to BB Winans, please understand. There is her whole brother, but for years I can imagine because I think they've sang some songs that were oh, a little no, like, yeah, and that's yes, they have sung very many questionable songs that mm-hmm. sound like regular love songs, love songs, talking about Jesus, but the you know everybody songs. thought that they was married. <laughs> Child. So anyway. Cece Winans was speaking on why she did not appear in the I'm Every Woman um, music video um, because Whitney asked her. And I believe she quoted some of the lyrics, I can cast a spell, yep. secrets you, you can tell. Yeah. Um, and so, wait a minute. Did I, hold on, y'all. Um, just going to check my rings really quickly. Uh, <laughs> because we I go. am. I have been standing. I'm trying to stand on on some things. And did I? Did, <laughs> you need to be standing on the rock. Listen, I do stand on the rock. What's this number? Uh, <laughs> okay, yeah, I think I closed my rings. But anyway, um, Cece Winans was talking about how she um, declined being in the I'm Every Woman video because she found some of the lyrics to be demonic. Demonic. Yes, she did. That's what she said. Um, mm. I think that we have to always understand and i will say it shout out to did crystal did she quote that did she coined that words mean things did she coined i don't that? know but we, we can give it to her all right words mean things they do um the the bible as i have understand it is full of spells child full of spells and you have to pray over certain things and praying over certain things y'all think well we pray into but but it's still praying over we we declare and decree a lot of things before like please don't get it please don't get it twisted yes i'm a muslim um but i read the bible still i read i read the bible for understanding i read it for clarity i read it when i want a little peace in my life you know what i'm saying Listen. like um because they say it's the peace uh. ah that's it. Well, um, uh, but, but <laughs> oh God. Um, so CC Winans is is certain certainly entitled to her own opinions. Um, but I think that 
she feeds into this narrative of of black Christians who think that they are super spiritual when when calling when quote unquote calling out things. Um, but I mean, I I think that the song was written and recorded a long time ago. The music video was a long time ago. How did it come about? Do you know how the topic I came I don't out? even know. I just saw the clip, child. You, but but at the same time, I don't want to be on Cece Winans' neck because she did what she said what she how she felt, and and if that's how she feels, then that's fine. Even as as as, as to me, in my opinion, as uneducated as as her her comments were, I think that she has to stick true to what she believes. And sometimes sticking true to what you believe means you know what. I don't know exactly what's going on with that song. That's not my business, but I'm going to step away from it. But feeling the need to talk about it and create controversy over the song. I need Shaka Khan to say something to her. Please. Um, because she's had a lot to say. She's had a lot to say <laughs> here lately. Um, our, our our legends are are Child. are saying a whole lot. They're getting older. They're getting older <laughs> and, and they're, they're taking the Quincy Jones route where they're just talking about everything. And it's like, sweetheart. I don't think anybody wanted that from you or asked. At I wasn't all. looking at the video being like, where the hell is Cece at? I show, I know that Cece and Whitney were really good friends. They were. They were really good friends. Um, but I feel the same way. I, I feel like she just could, actually, I feel like she couldn't get to the video shooting time. I feel like she, <laughs> BB might tell her we, we got to work on some music or something. She couldn't get there, but she, she I think she had FOMO. I think she, she, fear, FOMO. she missed out. So, um, but I just, I, no, go ahead. I'm I sorry. don't, I just have an issue with these Christians acting like they're like, well, first of all, we know that in that song, that's, she wasn't really casting those spells. That was a figure of speech. And you just need to like not take things so literally. But as you were talking about it earlier, let's not act like the Bible is not full of mystery and magic mm-hmm. and, 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 and things of that nature. I mean, cause we, we, we got, you know, sacrificing animals. We got, you know, um, drinking uh partaking of the communion and drinking you know blood not well you know it's supposed to be oh amen (laughs) we know using the blood as as as, you know an interpretation well uh, the wine is an interpretation of of jesus blood and the bread of his body and things of this nature i mean and another thing you know I was also watching this woman on TikTok. I forgot her name, but she's a, a lesbian preacher who also likes to debunk these things in the Bible. Child, you was really humming. <laughs> <laughs> and um, you know, she was, you know, they were. She mentioned like, you know, like the three kings, quote unquote, queen, kings, queens. Wow, mm-hmm. <laughs> they went to go see Jesus when he was born. They were actually not kings at all. They were actually three sorcerers. They were called magi, Talk which. About- which is plural for magus and if you go look up the definition for magus they were sorcerers and magicians who went to go see jesus so let's not act like everything that's that's you know that's glitterly glitterly that's funny Mm, i like that glitterly glitterly Glitterly, i'm gonna say it it any goddamn way but you know and you know that has like these supernatural powers that it's all demonic because it's not i mean is jesus is very supernatural so what, what what is it I just want to thank you for dropping that gem. And also the title <sighs> of this podcast is Glitterally. Chill. Thank you Glitterally. Thank you. Glitterally. Um, <laughs> glitterally. Plerid. Plerid, child. Plerid. Plerid. 
Um, because uh, it's gay and it's literal. It's glitteral. Um, <laughs> you know, um, there there are so many different de- denominations in Christianity who practice Christianity in certain ways, and I think that um, I also think that we we are continuing to to vilify and and saying words like it's evil or it's witchcraft when we don't understand certain things and i, I think a lot of christians don't even understand their own religion and and they a lot of, well i mean a lot of a lot of religious people don't understand their own religion and i was talking to a young man who um was explaining sexuality to me in the bible and um, we had a really good conversation. He was explaining um, this, the scriptures that were um, debunking. Um, even even in the Bible, there are scriptures that will explain what certain um, punishments mean. And so this young man was explaining why what happened in in, uh, in Sodom and Gomorrah. Yeah. And he was using he used the scripture to explain to me. And I'm I'm gonna, I'm gonna show it to you when we get off this thing. I was I was very proud of him for for being like this backs up this scripture you know and this is where it comes from and i was i was proud of him for for you know sharing that knowledge with me because a lot of a lot of these so-called christians lack wisdom and knowledge they're not they're not really studying like just because you go to let me say this just because you go to church the mosque the temple the wherever it is you worshiping you you going and and sitting there is not the same as studying right. and learning to grow and to show yourself approved. Like like it, it's it's it takes more than just going and beating a tambourine or going and saying wow. amen or going and listening to a man or woman who may or may not have your best interest at heart and who Child. might be lying in their well 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 but you know Child, and they pushing their own agendas that's you got to know the word that's for the thing that's the thing that's the thing people people use these words and they, and they use these sayings and they don't realize that even in their churches there are people who are lining their pockets pushing that pushing their own agendas their yeah. own narratives yeah. as because everybody loves that's that word not backed by the bible not back not, not biblically sound at all and then yeah. taking the bible like like not even putting it in historical context because we're too lazy to do things like that i have my I have a family member who I was trying to explain what what sexuality is and what it meant in the Bible, and they were like, "I don't want to hear that. I don't want to hear that." And not. so it, that's the thing: you would rather sit and amen and he and ha behind someone who barely knows scripture, but when someone's trying to teach you something, it's a different it's a different conversation. So, anyway, um, uh, shout out to Cece. You know, we we, we love her down. Um, and your alabaster box. Oh God. Um, I was I was going to say something about someone that was kind of related to to that topic, but I can't even remember. But anyway, I what I want to talk about um, next is um, the comedian Samore. A lot of you um, that listen to this, yeah, I know who Samore is. Samore has been is one of the original queens of comedy, original, and she is the half sister to Nia Long. I um, forgot about that. Yep. Um, they, they just lost their father in 2020 um, during the pandemic. Um, they came together. But anyways, Samore has a uh, Netflix special stand-up called um, Queen Chandelier. And <laughs> okay. it is absolutely hilarious. I laughed the whole way through. I, I've... I've always been a fan of Samore. I was, I was a fan of her in um, Comic View. You know, she used to do things on BET. I was always a fan of Samore. I, I, I love her. She, cause she's um, 
first of all, she's a beautiful woman. Um, she is. Um, and I, you know, Very not statuesque. to fetish, not to fetishize, but I have a thing for 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 dark skinned black women. So you know, uh, just gonna put that out there. A lot of y'all don't know <laughs> that about me. No, okay. Anyway, I just I just I, I appreciate like I appreciate beautiful beautiful black women. Period. But anyway, um, she. Oh God! She mentioned uh, Dwayne Wade and Gabrielle Union and their daughter, uh, Zaya Wade, mm-hmm. and um, she misgendered Zaya a few times, and she kept calling Zaya a little boy, and I do not excuse that, but I will say it's it's ignorant, but it's very it's very black auntie. You know, it's very black auntie. And but but let me be clear, just because I understand it to be black auntie, it does not mean that I'm excusing her for misgendering Zaya. Um, The entire stand up was hilarious until she mentioned Zaya. She was essentially saying that it's a new world. Little younger kids, younger generations are learning things and they're they're learning at very fast rates. Um, but there's a difference between knowledge and wisdom. And so she was basically essentially saying that don't count out the old people because old people have wisdom. Whereas I completely understand, I don't always agree. Mm. Because it you can you can be old as Methuselah. You can be old as shit and still not know a goddamn thing. Now now your now your lived experience, let me be clear, your lived experience is 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 to me um what begets wisdom. Um and but age does not always beget wisdom. I, I don't think that it always begets wisdom. I think that there are some old people who just old and and, and don't and haven't learned a thing because they're still doing the same things. I I know someone who I consider to be very dear in you know in my heart, even though I don't see them a lot. Um, they are in their they're pushing sixty, and they still doing shit they did when they was seventeen and, and eighteen and twenty, and they think it's cute. They still doing the same old shit. And so age does not always beget wisdom. And I think that I think that Miss Mama's some more, if she really wanted to have a conversation and she if she really could have used her platform to show solidarity to this young black person, whether you agree you sh- it shouldn't matter what you agree with, but whether you agree with them identifying as a, a boy or a girl, that's not your business. But what you, what you could have did was you could have wrapped your arms around this young black person Correct. and said, you know what? I don't have all of the answers, but if if she identifies as a little girl and her parents and her legal guardians say that she's a little girl, I'm going to call her what she's supposed to be. I'm going to call her a little girl. But instead, she went on this on this Netflix special and misgendered uh, Zaya and called her a little boy. And it to me, it continues to fortify yeah. this, this, this hatred towards trans kids. And I'm not trying to put all on, put that all on some more because, like I said, she's a woman of a certain time and a certain age. Right. But still, but you still have this platform. You still have a platform, and you still have an opportunity to learn. Now, just because you are wise and you you're wise beyond your years, and you have wisdom that a lot of young people don't have, there's knowledge that you could also gain. And there's there and there should there's wisdom in learning from younger younger generations. 
there should be some wisdom in that where you can say, okay, I don't know everything, but you know what? I'm wise enough to know that I don't know everything. So let me see if I can learn. And instead you misgender. And that's what sucks for me. It's like, damn, this is, I was laughing. I was laughing so hard because, you know, some more reminded me of like when comedy, when, when shit was funny, you know, right. like I was like, shit used to be funny. Like, I mean, I, that's why I used to, I, I love comedians until I know about their personal life. Like I love Mike Epps. Like Mike, to me, a lot of people don't like Mike Epps, but when I watch Mike Epps on his stand up, shit makes me laugh. I I used to love I used to love Kevin Hart before shit got strange, you know. Um yeah. I I am a big fan of Cat Williams, um, but when shit gets strange, I don't be want to know about <laughs> yeah, their personal life. I always I just want like I just want you to just 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 make me laugh, you know? And so so some more, you know, said what she said. Um Re- related to some more, I- I'm not gonna talk too much about this. I didn't, I didn't watch the, the the shit, but um, Chris Rock is back, and Chris Rock is talking about Will Smith, and people are giving Chris Rock his flowers. Um, Chris Rock um, was excited to see Will Smith gets get whipped in uh, the movie Emancipation. Right, it's an old movie, and you know. Welcome back, Chris. I mean, I think, I think your standup is probably a big, uh, a big reaching out. You need, you needing a hug, and and I hope that it's, I hope that the reception is the hug that you get. Um, I I think that also, um, as corny, oh the word corny. That's we got, we got to talk about that in a second. People have called Will Smith corny his entire career, um, and this all ties into um, what I said earlier. People are only going to promote artists that they are, that they relate to. People relate to Chris Rock in a very interesting way. They relate to Dave Chappelle in a very interesting way. But it's so weird. When I think about people like Dave Chappelle, you know, people talk about the black man, the black man, the black man. But how do I say this? Dave Chappelle, a lot of these celebrities don't relate to any of y'all. Like, like y'all think that y'all relate to them, that y'all have the same lifestyle, and y'all really don't. You don't have the same lifestyle. Dave Chappelle not married to a black woman. That's not, I'm not saying that's a problem, but I'm saying, you know, we talk about promoting blackness and blackness and blackness, but like, there are nuances to, to Dave Chappelle also. So always relating to a straight black man just because you're a straight black man does not mean that y'all are the same. You're not always the same. And and sometimes, you know, I, what, okay, Everybody has their opinions on what Will Smith does did um, to Chris Rock. I certainly have my opinions on that. Sure do. But you know, I think if you go back a few episodes, you might understand what I where I was coming from. I I don't care to know about him and Jada Pinkett Smith's relationship. But what you can know is that they're both married to each other. To each other. And you know, if that's black, white, Asian, doesn't Latino does not matter. If I was, if I'm married to somebody and and you disrespect them, now maybe I won't get up on that stage and and slap the shit out of you. Shit. But but I might move some things around backstage, you know, shit. because I, you know, one of my frat brothers told me something and it's, it's kept me in a chokehold for a long time. Um, he said that you don't, you know, you don't publicly, you should never publicly uh, put down your own people. But Where's that? Where's that? Where's that pressure for Chris Rock, who publicly put down Jada Pinkett Smith right there in front of that room of white people? Right. That's what he did, and he knew he would get laughs. He knew it would be funny to put down a black woman in front of a room full of white people. Like we lo- we love like you you. It's funny that he made fun of of Will Smith being whipped as a slave, but you st- you stood up there tap dancing for a room full of white people, like like it was a minstrel show. 
and that, that's that's all I gotta say about well. that. So, um, yeah. So welcome back, Chris Rock. <laughs> uh, I hope you're stand up. I hope it's it's everything that everyone else that everyone needs. Um, and if it's not, it's not. Charlie, um, enjoy the money that you're making because of Will Smith, because that's the only reason why people are going to see you. That's only like the man. That man put that man lined your pockets. You he know sure what I'm saying? You Slapped your face him. and lined your pockets. <laughs> you need to be thanking um, Will at yeah. this point. Um, speaking of of black men, this past month, not even this past month, this just life in general, we are having conversations about masculinity and femininity and black men are showing their asses they're showing their their asses on this good internet As so they normally do it first started with um well it didn't first start with but i mean a conversation came up when the cover of vogue i think i don't know if it was vogue or vibe vogue, vogue. <laughs> one, of, the one of them one of them rihanna is in the front um, is on the front cover of Vogue, uh, looking like Rihanna, um, the the b- millionaire that she is, um, billionaire. I don't know. She she's got, she got a billionaire. Child. Um, and um, on the beach, she's she's giving she's giving you know um, dark wavy hair and gown, and behind her is her 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 partner ASAP Rocky and their child. Um, who looks just like Rihanna and forehead and all that's uh, yeah. Um, so, you know that uh, the internet had to be upset about, uh, about that because they said someone even made a diagram. It was Vogue. She's on cover of Vogue made a diagram of, of his body language, his posture and how it was, um, it was emasculating and how it made the black man look bad. Now, if we could just have a, a very honest conversation about who the fuck Robin Rihanna Fenty is, Listen. Um, we need to make sure that we always put respect on her name because she, 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 she got a lot of money. So I don't think, I don't, I don't think that, that, that she need she could ever really, I, I don't think that she was that the magazine to me, and also, let's be very clear. We we don't we don't give black women enough credit that that especially Rihanna who is who has been in the fashion industry for a while, she going to approve of what she want to to be put out there. And so is ASAP Rocky. Like like if they see an image that they like, they're going to put it out there. I don't I find it I will I refuse to believe that Rihanna said this is the shot that I want because he's behind me. Right. Like they pick the shot that they want. And also, why wouldn't you be behind her? That is Rihanna. Right. That's Rihanna. I'm not now, I'm not gonna knock I'm he not knocking ASAP Rocky. Cover by himself. And he might have been. Like he now he it, is a it, it, he is no. a he is in his own right a like a fashionista. I'm gonna give him that. Only since Rihanna. No, 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 no. Before Rihanna. Before Rihanna. No, no, no. Let's be very clear. Let me, mm-hmm. let me, let me talk about ASAP Rocky. Fashion wise, ASAP Rocky has been has been on the top of his game. Like he's he's really big into fashion. However, she's she's Rihanna. Like no one. Queen of the Met Gala. No one was no one was hoping. Oh man, hope we can get ASAP Rocky's album cover, and maybe Rihanna will come. No, it was hope we can get Rihanna to this 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 uh, album this um magazine cover and who's she dating right now? Child, can we know. get him to come too? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> like, and so, make no mistake about it. 
um, in the household, she run that shit she financially. But, but let me let me be very clear. We don't know them. But what I'm saying is, she got the money. Her her, her big bank gonna take little bank. Like is it, that's just what it is. But this all this like the geometry behind people saying his legs look like this. It was it, so his his penis didn't show. It was cock shaming, and he was holding the baby because <laughs> yeah, that's that what he. Well, maybe. Let much. me tell you something. When she was on that stage at, at the at the Super Bowl, who was holding the baby? More than likely him. When they when she was on that at the Super Bowl, flying in the air like, on them <laughs> platforms, I guarantee you he was holding the baby. And so why not, why should men hold their children? Brand. Like we talk so much about we we're talking so much about you know we're we're combating these these narratives from white people of of black men being absent fathers, and here is a father holding his beautiful baby in his what child's life. What the fuck is wrong with that? Like like he. Like, let that man be in his child's life. Are you in your children's lives? It's, Are you current on your child's support? Me, I'm trying to. I'm trying to get to this point that I haven't been able to get to because it, it's. I don't want to be disrespectful, but a lot of a lot of straight black men, they they take issue with these with these images because somewhere in their lives a woman did them wrong. Somewhere in their lives they were put on child support or someone and I'm not trying not I'm not trying to generalize this for everybody like but someone was hurt by a black woman or someone didn't measure up and was told by a black woman get to stepping and they internalized that as women trying to to um to emasculate, um, emasculate them or, or, or take yes. their places and that's not what it is that's your personal hurt boo like that's something that you got to deal with i'm not saying that every black person that has an opinion about rihanna or, or that magazine cover has dealt with it but i'm saying that on the on the on the whole you see these men you go to their, their twitter pages and their facebook page you know exactly what they're about a lot of times they got multiple kids and they don't fuck with their baby mama and they calling her names being saying disparaging things about the black woman and it's because y'all didn't some for whatever reason y'all had a problem. And you know what? Let me be very clear. There are some black women out there that that prop that ain't shit. You know, like that, like this is there true. are. There absolutely are, but that's not everybody's story, boo. Like that's not every, everybody's story is not a black woman did this to me. Sometimes it be the niggas. Then it be sometimes it be black men that do that shit. And so stop putting your own personal issue and taking your own personal issue and using that, it's not one size fits all. Just because you and your baby mama don't get along does not mean that that Rihanna and ASAP not getting along or she's like, you know, being um she's emasculating him or she's, you know, taking away his his masculinity. We we gotta learn what that means and what learn what masculinity is. Masculinity is also not a one size fits all. It don't look the same for everybody. It's so ASAP Rocky was on actually he's on the front cover of, of this this new Vogue I think it's Vogue um um and he 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 looks he has a he has a kilt on and um he someone was like I could that could never be me it's like no oh it's GQ sorry he's on the front cover of GQ and he has a kilt on he has his shirt um uh over his head kind of and he got belts and diamonds and he got these boots on and it's the cur- a, a, a kilt is essentially a skirt, you know what I'm saying? And black men are upset about that. Of course. And he's saying, you know, uh, I could, I, I know he married to Rihanna, but first of all, he's not married to Rihanna. Um, they're they're together, but there's this issue that black men have with masculinity and this fear that they're being that we're being emasculated and we're being destroyed because of of uh, our femininity. 
Um, our boy um, Jonathan Majors on was on has graced plenty covers. I can't remember what magazine it was. These were pink, know, but yeah, the, the pink furry shit. Yeah, which was which was, the reference was an anime character, right? And but anyway, child, the internet went nuts. Well, mainly um, black he, man. He, he looked the fuck good. Okay, oh, yes, he did. Um, I'm Never gonna talk mind. about that in a second. I was too, about to say something else. Never mind. Go ahead. Um, what were you? Because. Uh, Oh, you're, you're that's it was, nasty. It was, no, I wasn't going to say nothing nasty. Somebody said, which I have an issue with, but it was still funny that <laughs> he. It's like he's civil rights fine. Yeah. <laughs> and the thing is, I understand yes. what they were saying. Yes. Because he has a, like a certain old he look. Old. He got an old look, but he's still fine. I mean, I what they said was not. Cool, yeah. but it was still funny as fuck. I hope, me. yeah. Listen, forgive the problematic. We 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 are who we are. We're not teachers, preachers, <laughs> or, or reachers. reachers. But listen, Woo. okay. So uh, let me just fawn for a bit. Um, I I have a big, I have a very wide nose, and I have never been very proud of my nose growing up. Um, you know. Yo, my grandma, rest in peace, used to call me Moose Nose. Uh-uh, no and, moose and she didn't mean it in a mean way, but I had a big nose, and she used to try to shape my nose. She used to try to, like, like when I was little, she used to, oh. yeah. Um, but I, my nose is 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 a very prominent on my face, and so when I see someone like Jonathan Majors, like, being celebrated for his, his beauty, like, it does make me feel better because – I feel like sometimes, like I sometimes I feel like I look like him, you know, in the nose. I feel like I do, okay. you know. I feel like you know, but I, I these these features that to me, this goes back to people talking about their preference. Because I one of my friends on Facebook, she posted something about the bar being set really low because they have a. He's, she says something that they have a face for voiceovers. Basically, saying that right. they were not good a looking. voice for radio. And um, I didn't like that. You know, and I almost said something to her. I just I didn't because I I just didn't. I didn't want no smoke. She she definitely claps back, but um, you know, I see this man who is enjoying his life right now. He's enjoying f- who he is. He's enjoying these fashion covers, these magazine covers, but also like a magazine cover does not define someone. Like like black men are so worried about what masculinity looks like. It doesn't look the same for everybody. It looks different. It's not this. It don't look the same for me. Like I've, but I've also, I've been I've been going through a lot in terms of identity because I recognize that, you know, when we say things like, Black Lives Matter, when when a when a straight black man is saying that he's essentially saying only straight black only straight lives black matter, lives. like only straight male black lives right. matter. If we're gonna be even specific, um, so. That's a I'm going down these these rabbit holes, but seeing him and Michael B. Jordan show each other love and and be in magazines, it's, it's, it's driving beautiful thing. It's though. driving niggas wild, and I love it. Yeah, I love it. I I hope that that we continue doing things like that because and that's the thing, people and and Jonathan said this. Jonathan Major said this in a in an interview, and I don't I don't exactly know what he was talking about, but I think I know what he's talking about. He was like. Half people, half the people on the internet that are saying stuff like that would never approach me in person. Of course, that's real. He beat their ass. That's real, and it's like that. But and that's the thing that I want to say. A lot of y'all think that that being being feminine or, or or wearing feminine things or wearing the color pink 
you you think that that's emasculating, but like, would you ever approach a nigga in in person and talk shit like that? But you might get your ass whooped. Like, I'm not I'm not promoting violence, but I'm saying y'all think that it's sweet with uh, with gay men. Y'all think that it's sweet with gay men that a gay man will not beat your ass. Like, it's you you need to re- please remember and don't ma- don't let it be confused that just because someone chooses to go to bed with someone else which has nothing <laughs> that's a whole other conversation because not every gay man is having sex with with that. <sighs> um <laughs> the, the 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 many paths of conversation when it comes to sexuality and and sexual identity it's 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 interesting but um make no mistake about it you, you will get your ass whooped. You, you're not finna beat everybody's ass. And that's what bothers me to my core is that people think that, you know what, I'm going to disrespect this black gay man. What what he going to do? Fine. You're going to come across the wrong one. You'll come across the wrong one, and it's going to be it's gonna be on the right day. It's going to be right your day. day child. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, my I'm, – I'm, I feel more um, – more comfortable. That doesn't mean I'm 100% comfortable. I'm saying more as in on a scale of 1 to 100, I'm probably at like a 30%. Like, you know, oh, so I'm okay. still I'm still yeah. working on, yeah. on you know on, on being comfortable with with my masculinity and how I define it. You know, so the other day um I I went to the store. She was on my shoulder. Mm. I went to the store and I bought some some uh some like iridescent uh nail polish. And oh, I was you. I uh I was sitting on the couch and Eli was like, You want me to paint your toenails? And I was like, No. He's like, Why'd you buy it? I was like, I don't know why I bought it. And so he painted my toenails and it looked weird. I'm not gonna lie, like I was not I wasn't I'm I'm, I'm not into <laughs> it. I'm not into it, but but I let him do it, you know, and it I, I wore it for like uh, like two weeks because I I I just I just never looked at my feet. I was like, I'm not looking at them, you know, because it was just weird for me. But um, even just like wearing certain things, like you know, wearing earrings that are dangly and stuff like that, I wear them because I like the way they look. Like not because you know what I'm gay, I got to do the obligatory gay thing. No, it's like I right. like the way they look, so I'm going to wear them. Did you wear the earrings about you? I wore them. Those are the ones I'm talking about. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I wore them. I wore them. Uh, I wore them uh, last Friday. I had them on, and I I recognize that men will probably look at me. And shake their heads, even having long hair. I y'all don't know. I don't think black men understand what it feels like to to walk past them. So when I walk past straight black men in circle groups or or you know bunches and stuff like that, a lot of times I'm nervous that someone's gonna yeah. say something about me. Same. And you know nowadays I, I'm careful because niggas will shoot you. You know, like they don't care. Like they you you say something slick, they will shoot you. And so. I'm very careful when I go places. You know, I I can remember walking in Austin and having my pompadour and everything and some black men seeing me and laughing at me and pointing at me. And I didn't say anything to them because I was like, you know, it's me against them. But that's what's so sad is like in our community, you can't be who you want to be. You have to be this way or that way. You have to adhere to this type of masculinity. But I say fuck that. I'm never I'm never going to fit that mold. I don't want to fit that mold. Like I don't want to return to record I say return, but I don't want to be I guess the when people think of black masculinity, they think of wearing your hair a certain way, um wearing certain colors, avoiding certain colors. You can't wear pink, you know, that's too that's too yeah. gay. And it's like I saw uh I saw the boy out not 
uh, not Al Green. I saw the Ozzy brothers Child. looking real different. Real Child. zesty. Real zesty, as they say. Or <laughs> or Prince with his whole ass out. Whole ass. Whole ass out. And women fawning over him. Oh man. my gosh, wearing the high, the highest of high heel platforms. My, we not even going into Michael Jackson because baby doll. Michael Jackson with the with the with the, with the eyeliner, the eyebrows, the lipstick, the makeup, the tracks, the tracks. Mm. But 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 we're sitting here mad at a man who was dressed as an anime character because he had on pink, like and showing love to another man. Get your lives together. If you if you don't have it together, then if you can't talk to your children, your sons about masculinity, don't expect for celebrities to to raise your children for you. Or to raise you up. Raise yourself up, bitch. Please, stand up. Stand, like, for yourself. <laughs> do something. Get a job. You know, do something for yourself. Suck a dick. You know what I'm <laughs> <laughs> Own a business. Yeah. Shout out to T.S. Madison. She'll never listen to this, but it, one won't. day she it's might. It's all right. Um, so, yeah. Um, last on this list, um, Nicki Minaj is back with Chabu. a new song. Um, Sticky Mirage. I. Mm, all right, let's move along. Thank you. Move along. All right, so <laughs> we're not gonna talk long, but I I wanted to briefly touch on uh, coping with death, um, because and I, I wanted to talk to you about it because I know that you and I both have talked about losing friends. Um, uh, however, they 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 leave this earth, but. Um, I have been having a really hard time coping with my friend Peter's death. So um, Peter died almost, damn, it's not, not, maybe almost a year ago um, he died. I only found out on social media because I saw a friend of mine uh, post, like, goodbye, Pete. And the thing is, had that friend not have posted, I would have never known. And... It's hard because, you know, Pete and I, we we didn't see each other often. Actually, I met Pete through my line brother. Pete, Pete was my frat brother, and um, he passed away. Uh, he was he was tired. He was done with the world. He was sick. Um, and he, yeah. And so because we hadn't spoken, um, I feel, and I shouldn't feel like this, but I feel, I feel let down. Like, I shouldn't. I'm just telling you how I feel. Mm -hmm. Like, we had a conversation in June. Um, it was May, end of May. We had a conversation end of May. And um, I think it was right before right before Matt died. But, um, you know, Pete and I, I, I crushed on him a little bit. <laughs> after, after I first met him, I crushed on him a little bit. But we had a very platonic friendship. I mean, he, he wasn't really... We there was there was too many complications for us to ever go to that point, but um, our last time I hung out with him was in New Orleans. It was in 2018, and um, he had a lot going on, a lot on his mind, and I just I couldn't I couldn't do anything for him, you know. Um, and so when I found out that he had died, uh, I had a lot of questions, you know. Um, I had a lot of questions that I that I I would never get answered because, um. I don't know the exact details of his death. Um, I have a pretty good idea how he died, and it was told to me, but I wasn't told by anyone from his family, so I'm just left kind of, you know, right. b believe whatever. The only thing that I know is that he's not here anymore. Yeah. And 
I, I'm not okay with that. I'm not okay with him being gone um, because we still have so much to talk about. Um, we still, ha- there were so many conversations that I wanted to have with him. Um, he died, uh, and I didn't get to tell him about Eli, you know, um, I didn't get to tell him about the wedding and it has been, it's been weird. So I called him Comet. I called him Comet because he would just, some days he would just appear <laughs> and it'd be a phenomenon. Like he would just pop up into my life. We'd have conversations, but it would be very fleeting. Um, but but I would think about him, you know, thereafter uh, quite often. So I just I just want to 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 ask you how you um, how you think about death and how you cope with it. Um, yeah. So how how have you been able to cope with death, and how have you? Um, been able to find peace if you have been able to cope and if you found peace with death of someone that you that you love and care for um so as i mentioned earlier or i was about to get into i normally ignore things (laughs) um which is very i mean it's not good at all but like I've tried to ignore the fact that Brendan has been dead for a while, but of course I can't because, like, he was such a big presence in my life. And so, like, for him to be gone, like, there's a very big piece missing out of my life. So it's it's hard to ignore it. But, you know, I guess I try anyway. Um, coping with it. I, 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 I don't think I have, um, I just live my life at like, it's, I honestly still do this. I live my life as if, as if he's still here Mm -hmm. and that I just haven't talked to him Mm -hmm. and that's not good, but I, I just tend to avoid confronting my feelings Mm -hmm. to keep me from going, you know, into shambles and shit. Yeah. Um, just like the shit that's going on with my grandmother, like that I talked about on the last episode, like I haven't seen my grandmother in over years. She ain't dead, but you know, to keep me from facing the fact that she does have dementia and that she is no longer living in her house, I ignore it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, as far as Brendan, cause that's the only like death that has really really like affected my life like harshly um you know it's just a day-by-day thing um I try to remember him by like you know listening to songs that we will listen to and it's crazy because at work um they listen to this one radio station and they literally play all the songs that him, his band, like mm-hmm. his cover band used to sing. And I'm like, damn. So I like, I think about him every day and I always just feel like he's a call away and he's not. Um, so I don't know. It, it's, it's hard. I've never been the type of person to, um, be able to, I guess, to deal with these type of things like head on. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, I don't know. Uh, what was your second question? No, that, that you answered it. I mean, you answered it. I, I relate. I relate to that very, very well. Um, 
more the the loss and feeling like they're just a phone call away is how I feel about uh, Chris, um, my my frat brother Chris. Chris died in a very strange way. Chris was walking up the stairs, tripped and fell, and he died. Chris, the most probably the 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 most athletic person I've ever met in my entire life. Like he danced for Step Africa. Um, he was a choreographer the most fit person I've ever met, most coordinated person I've ever met in my life. And he had a fluke accident. Um, Chris was always away. He's always overseas doing stuff. So I, I think that, I think that I'm just, he's just a phone call away, you know? Um, uh, this is going to sound morbid, but my, one of my chapter brothers sent me a picture of him in his casket. Um, I asked, he, he asked me if I wanted it. I said, yeah, because I needed to see it. You know, I needed to see him there um because some people you know will say you know i i I find great value in people saying i want to remember them how they were um but with chris chris was always gone he was always away and um you know seeing him in in the casket is it was kind of closure for me Mm -hmm. um and so with with pete how I'm de- I'm coping with that. So because I call Pete Comet, whenever I look up in the sky and I see stars, I think of Pete. I, that's how I. So I I attach the memory of someone to something that is that I can see all the time. And so when I look up in the sky and I don't see stars, like I definitely feel away. But um, when I, when I look up in the sky, like last night when I was in Austin, I was in no Lago Vista to be specific, which is very different. Um, but I was in Lago Vista and there's not a lot of light pollution out there. And I looked up in the stars and I could and I. I I, I felt like he was there, you know, and he, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what to believe about that, but I just, it's a, it's, it's for me to think about him. So I think about my grandmother and grandfather who I, I've never met my grandfather before, but my mom would say that when she saw Cardinals that she would think about, uh, uh, daddy, my grandpa. Mm-hmm. And so ever since I was little, I, when I see Cardinals, I think of him. And so with my grandmother, um, when I see Cardinals, I think of her too. Now, even though Cardinals, so, if you're a nerd like me, you understand that female cardinals and female blue jays do not look well. Female, female cardinals do not look very hot. <laughs> they are not that girl. It's like a female betta fish. Like right. the betta They're fish very is ugly. not cute at all. But the male betta got the big fins and everything. Right. But good but, colors. But I also understand that like a like a spirit in my mind can be anything. So when I see cardinals and blue jays, I think of my grandmother and grandfather. Um, when I, my mother is very alive, but when I see butterflies, I think of her, you know, and so I've, I find things, um, I find ways or, or objects living or not that remind me or move, moving or not. Cause I think when I think when I see yellow, yellow flowers, yellow and orange flowers, I think of Mama Lit. Um, so I've been finding ways to, um, see my loved ones in other things, you know? So when I look at the stars, I think of Pete and then there are some Cardinals that live, they live very close to my apartment now, which is the only thing I hate about moving is that I won't see them anymore. But I see cardinals and blue jays all the time, and I think of my grandmother. I'm tr- I'm trying to get a cardinal, some cardinals uh, tattoos, um, and that's another way that I I remember them is by the tattoos I have. You know, so with Matt, I got a tattoo for him, and I'm I, I'm getting another one for him too. And so you have a tattoo for for Brendan. Yeah, I do. Yeah, and so sometimes I just look at those things and. And I try to remember them, um, but it's hard. It's very hard, especially when you're like when you feel helpless, like you there's nothing that you could have done, you know, to prevent their death. 
Um, but we also have to remember that, you know, it, 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 death comes for all of us in different ways and, and we just have to deal with it. You know, it's hard. It's not, it's not, it's, it's hard to deal with. It's hard to deal with. And I have not dealt with, you know, I got two grandmothers that I, and I, I've, I, it took me a while to deal with their death. Like I had to like, for my, my, my dad's mom, I think with her, I had to tell myself that my very existence in my job or my, my, the ring on my finger is because of her. Mm -hmm. And so I remember, so I've been trying to attribute like small things in my life to them. And then Marty Ruth, my, my, my mom's mom, um, her death is a little bit different for me because she had dementia. And so I was like, you know, I could see the decline. Um, but the one thing that I, I regret is I regret not speaking to her as much as I could have, you know, because I was afraid. You know, yeah. I, I didn't want her to see me and not know who I was the first time she Same. did. Josh, the first <laughs> Josh, I went to her. I went to Miss Marty's house, uh, walked in there and she 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 knew who my mom was, but she did not know who I was. Mm. Well, I tell you, I stormed out of that little <laughs> I'm never coming back, you know, because I was like, because that's grandma. Like, right. You 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 don't ever think that they're gonna get to a point where they don't remember your face. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So, um, but I wish I would have would have stuck there, stayed there. You know, um, you know, er, earlier years because my grandma. I said this last podcast. I think my grandma used, used to always say, "I don't have a friend in this world," and she would say, "I'm so depressed." And I had one of those moments last last month. I had a moment where I was really depressed, and I felt like I didn't have a friend in this world. Not that I didn't, because I know that I do. But the feeling and what what I think caused what I think caused her dementia to like like how it took over her so quickly was because she spent a lot of time by herself. Yeah. She was always by herself. I mean, she couldn't get up and do a lot of things, you know, because she had she had bad knees and stuff like that. So uh, I don't have a tattoo for her yet, but I'm working on something. We're, we're actually we're coming up on the one year anniversary of her death um, in like. In like eight days, so I haven't prepared myself for that because um, she was such a force. But I'm gonna tell this last story. Um, a couple of weeks ago, man, I had the most beautiful dream. Like it was so real. So her husband Thomas, I didn't know him. He died in '79, uh, back when you were born. Okay, <laughs> All no, right. So bitch. he died in '79, and so I never got to meet him. But I've heard, I've heard so many stories about him. So I had a dream one night that um, he came back to visit. And it was a big, oh, it was a big celebration. The whole church, where he went to church, they were all there. He was he was so beautiful. Like He was so handsome. And he was leaning against this, this uh, rail in front of this country store, um, talking to one of his friends. And it was like something out of a, out of a movie. It was, there were these lights, string, string of lights above him and... Um, I listened to him laugh and talk, and then um, this shot—it was a shot of uh, of a of a like an inside of a house—and my grandma was there, and she was draped, child. She had the furs <laughs> on, yes. and she was in a badass mood. <laughs> and so I was like, I was um, his wife. Um, my grandma, she wasn't always in a bad mood, but she was just very much to the point, kind of like, let's go, let's go, let's go, you know. And uh, that's what mood she was in. She was ready to go, and so. Um, then my other grandmother was there. I don't know why she was there, but it was all of my ancestors were there in this one, one room. And I just, they didn't, they didn't impart any wisdom. It was not like that, you know, go your own way. No, it was just like <laughs> they were there. And I think 
I don't know. I don't, I, you know, I don't know why we dream or if it's a, if it's a, you know, part of our sub, uh, our subconscious mind or whatever, but in my own way and how I deal with it, I think that they were saying that they're here for me, mm-hmm. that they're there to support me, you know, no matter what, you know, in, in, in Wakanda forever, uh, when Shuri takes the, uh, drinks the heart shaped herb, um, the first person she sees is Killmonger. Right. And her ancestors aren't there. And that's a weird feeling, you know? Yeah. And it was because, like, her heart was, there's a lot of vengeance in her heart. And who was the king of vengeance? Killmonger. Like, you know, he literally went there to, to tear shit up, you know? Um, and did tear shit up. Um, and it wasn't until she got her heart right that she saw her mother. Um, and Shuri? Show him who you are. Uh, but, but, but like, that's how I felt in that I felt like I saw all of them. I saw my grandfathers. I saw my grandmothers. And I think that, I think that I'm doing okay. I'm not doing the best, you right. know, but I'm doing okay. You're doing and so, good. Um, thank you. I, I, I don't always feel like that. And I, 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 I sometimes like, I, uh, you know, so, yeah, that's that. But I validation has been a really thing, a re- weird thing for me. So, you know, a few months back, a year ago actually, when I, I told you like I wasn't going back to the theater and, mm-hmm. and all this that and other. then I said I would I would go back you know audition and so I auditioned and I I got a role in in one of the upcoming musicals and you know um I was comfortable I was very comfortable just being in the ensemble because. I wanted to go back into that space and like just be humble, uh, because it's it's so many there's so many different personalities in the in the theater and I I, I definitely want to go back kind of just like I'm just I'm just chilling but I got a role, and I'm excited about it you know I think I think that there's there are a lot of personalities in the theater but one thing and not just because she listens but I'm I'm gonna just I'm gonna tell you and I told Abel this too, like excuse the language Adrian my bitch. Like she is, she's mine. Like she—that's my sister. Like, like I—I I think that that some you, when you can go through something with somebody, and and y'all can still be good, and y'all can work on things together. I think that that it says a lot about your relationship and and, and your maturity. And I mean, cause she ain't have to cast me in the. <laughs> she had to cast me at all. She came like, you know what? He Not if he gonna time. act like he act like last time, you know. But but I think that that. We we had a talk, you know, and and I certainly I certainly went into it with with humility, you know, because um, I said some things and I hurt some people's feelings, and um, the thing is, some no matter how many times you apologize, people are gonna feel how they want to feel, and yeah. and sometimes people will will feel it until the end Death. of time, you know, <laughs> but but you know, I. I I think that I, I, I would like to think that I got the role because I, I did a good job, you know what I'm saying? And so, um, but, but just seeing, seeing her at the theater and seeing how hard she worked, she worked real hard. Um, it just reminds me that I can be in that space and I can be in, I can be creative, you know, and, and I, I'm welcomed. That's the point I was gonna make. No matter how I feel about looks or how, what people think of me or, or people like not getting over what I said a year ago, um, she there, you know, as long as she's there, then I ain't, I'm not going to worry about 
you know, feeling uncomfortable. Um, the reality, again, is that, you know, I'm a black man in a, in a space that, you know, theater space you would think is very, you know, is welcoming and open. And that's not always the case in every situation. Like, just because you're, you're, you're black and gay doesn't mean that you're always going to be welcome in, in, welcomed in in spaces that are usually for, you know, for queer people, you know. So um, I, I've, I got some things to get over, you know, some mental things, you know, just just being me and being like my height and my size i'm just very aware of my body mm. and you know sometimes i you know and put because i'm losing weight um i do have body dysmorphia like i do feel like no matter what i'm always gonna be like 300 pounds like it's how i feel you know and so um i have a lot of things to get over you know w with regards to um just insecurities but like I said, I'm I'm just I'm I'm glad to be back in the theater, and I hope that these next few shows are good. I'm still I auditioned for another one. I'm still waiting to hear back, but um, yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> so so we we back in the theater, chat. Um, and yes, theater. Yes, yes, TTC. But, well, before um, we move on, I just want to say something because you made me realize something when we were talking about coping mm -hmm. that. I think one of the main reasons why I have not coped with Brendan's death, because I've mm -hmm. coped with my grandfather leaving, and that's because I was in the house. I saw him die. Mm. I was there while he died, watching him, them trying to resuscitate him for like 30 minutes. Wow. I didn't know that. Right. Brendan, on the other hand, he was missing for 16 days. Mm -hmm. And then when they found his body, they cremated him. Yeah. And I never even got to see his body. Yeah. So it's like, for me, it still feels like he's here. And like I said, he's just a call away. It, there's no closure for me because I, like your friend did for you, he showed you a picture of your friend. I never got that. Yeah. So if it, I mean, I know he's still around me, but it still feels like he is still present on this earth. And I just not have not reached out to him. Yeah. And so it just feels crazy for me. And I don't, you know, I don't know when this feeling is going to go away. But, you know. Child, let me, first of all, like, I, let me tell you, it's a woman, I'll probably never quote her again, because uh, she not, anyway, my, my uncle, my uncle has his wife, mm. and she my aunt, uh, technically. But, um, so, whenever my grandmother passed away, um, I told this story, but I was, I went to the, fu the funeral home and they were just, you know, all over her, just, you know, putting makeup on her, putting earrings on her and stuff like that. And it was just, I couldn't really, I couldn't really spend time with the body. You know, I couldn't really sit there and just see her. And then at the funeral, because I got there late, which was no fault of mine, they had already closed and locked the casket. So I didn't really get to see her, um, her body. And, um, I would be lying to you if I told you I didn't that I, I still didn't feel away. She's been she's been gone now for you know for um, for four years, mm -hmm. um, almost five years. That's so f fucking crazy. Um, but this this woman um, told me something uh, outside my grandmother's house. We were get putting uh, we were it was so my grandmother's wake was on. Uh, a Friday and the funeral was that Saturday I think um, and this woman said um, you saw her when she was alive 
that was the last time you were supposed to see her. That was the last time you were supposed to take that in. Even though you saw her at the funeral home, what you were supposed to remember was that. No, it was after the funeral. It was right after the funeral. Because after, after the funeral, I was a mess. Like, after everybody, after we, you, you and Lucy had left, you know, mm-hmm. um, it was just the family. And um, uh, I wish you would have been on my shoulder then because, baby. <laughs> but um, I was I was, I, I was lost, you know. I, I didn't really have anybody to, to lean on. Everyone was leaning on each other. And I was I was lost. And this woman, she said, um, that funeral was not for you. Um, you saw her when you were supposed to see her. You got you got some very intimate time with her that no one else got. And so that was your opportunity. I just didn't want to say bye to my grandmother then. Like I wasn't I wasn't ready to say bye to her. Right. Um, but I did tell her, I did tell her um the second to the last time I saw her, I told her, I said, We're we good on this side. You can go if you wanna go, if you need to go. Like go ahead and go. And um you know, so I still, her, her, it's crazy. Like, even when I think I've matured and I've grown, I've dealt with it, like, I, like little things still pop up. And I'm just like, mm, I remember when that happened, you know, at the funeral or whatever. Like, you know, because I was like, I literally was, felt like public enemy at the funeral. Like, I felt like no one was fucking with me, even though I was doing all this work. You know what I'm saying? Like, it was, man, when I tell you, one of the last things, like, the last things, I guess, was, um, so we were all supposed to wear, uh, all the men were supposed to wear the same tie. And, um, I went on and bought me and Robert two nice ties because I wanted us to look like, to, to look similar, I guess. Why? It doesn't matter. I don't know why it matters that everyone wear the same colors at the funeral. I guess I get solidarity, but it's like, damn, like it's not that deep. But, um, so my cousin bought a bunch of ties for all the, all the grandsons. And um, dropped the ties off at at the house, allegedly. I didn't see the ties. I never saw them. But she swore up and down that she gave them directly to me and that I lost the ties. Mm -hmm. So everybody at the funeral thinking I lost the damn ties. Right. So I went and bought some ties. I went and bought, spent all, I didn't have any money, but I spent all my little money um, buying these ties and they didn't even wear them. And... A couple of years later, I was at my mom's house and I was going through my brother's closet and I found those ties. So what happened was I think my dad got the somebody somebody brought the bag to my dad. It was my dad's mom. He probably was not in his right mind and he probably put the ties somewhere and we just never got them. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I saw that bag of ties and I was like. God damn it. I should have sold them ties. (laughs) Got some money or got some store credit or whatever. But anyway. Um, I hope that you, at some point, you find whatever closure that you need because it's not, it's not going to ever be, I'm fine with his death. It's going to, I think it's going to be with, it's going to be more so I accept that he is not physically present, um, but that you, but I choose to celebrate him in this way, in his memory, in this way. Like you know, you got the tattoo. That's not enough for, for you. I know you still, you you're never gonna feel like you know what, I'm 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 at. I'm not gonna say you're never gonna feel. It, it might be a while before you feel like I'm at peace, um, with with where he is because, as a friend, you're like shit. Nigga should be here with me. Like what do you mean? Like <laughs> you know, I'm not at peace. Um, and so that's kind of how I feel with with Pete and with Matt. With Matt. 
I just have I just accept it. Like I don't it it don't it don't it does hurt. It still hurts. Like there are some things about Matt that I've never told anybody. And I don't I'm not gonna use this platform to start, but like um I cared for Matt in a very different way. And he cared for me in a very different way. And um his death it it doesn't sit well with me because there's a lot of things that I wanted to say to him, you know, and I don't, I didn't get a chance to say them to him. Um, but he defended me and protected me, um, a lot. Um, child, my Apple watch say Eli finished the workout. I know that, <laughs> I know that ain't the truth. He, he cheated last night. He, uh-uh. he, he had a, so <laughs> I'm going off topic, but, but I'll, I'll mention that in a second, but, um, Find your find you. You have to figure out what that is with you and Brendan. And I don't know what it is right now. It just like when I see picture, I, I saw I saw that video of you and you you and him singing. Mm-hmm. Is that you sitting down? Were you sitting down? Yeah, oh yeah, that was you. That was so yeah. Craven posted. Yeah, that. I was like, no, I'm Shedrick not, posted. I said, I'm not watching this because <laughs> uh, like like because because like one thing about my relationship with you is like one of the things that that binds us together is music. Mm-hmm. Like we are bound together through music. You know, we we always sing together. Even though you refuse to sing, on, uh, like we, <laughs> I'm gonna get you one day. I'm gonna right. set. I'm gonna set a camera. I mean, a a, 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 red, a video up. I can't even talk. What a word. <laughs> I'm gonna set a microphone somewhere and start singing and get you. <laughs> your, 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 your soprano is very high, but no, but like, <laughs> but I saw that video of you and him, and I was like, because I I never, I've only seen y'all interact. Once or twice, mm-hmm. because I was never there when y'all were together. You know what I'm saying? Uh, but like, I can imagine just like like even more so like because y'all sang together. Like there's a there's there's a deeply you know rooted passion w- for music with for both of y'all. So I I don't know what that means, friend. I don't know if it means to put out an album. No, <laughs> no. But but I but I'm saying like I I hope that you find that thing. Um, that connects y'all, you know, and that you, you you hold on to that, and you sing to him sometimes, you know. Like I, I talk to my grandmother, you know. Like I don't, I'm just not listening to a lot of the bullshit. Like like God is God, and my grandmother is not God, but I talk to her. Like I, um, I don't do it like I used to. Like I used to literally. Like there was one time, I was leaving work, and I just said, you know, I, I knew she wasn't there there. But I said, what, what would it be like if I was walking with Mama Let, you know, right now? Mm. You know, I thought about her being like, slow down, you're walking too fast, you know. And, <laughs> and I imagine what it would feel like for her to hold my hand. That's not, that's not evil. It's not evil to do that. It's just saying, like, it's just my brain's way of saying, like, I just need you. I need your presence right now. Like, I just want you to walk. So sometimes I ask her, I'll ask her to walk with me, you know, and that's okay. You know, it's so when I get... When I get you know the moon cookies or whatever, and I put them in that jar, and I and I hear the jar top opening, I think of her. It's okay to do that, you know. Like every, we always try to like put like evil or witchcraft on something that that's beautiful, and I think that you know it's okay to talk to him. You're not idolizing him. You're not praising him. You're not worshiping him by talking to him. You're like you know what? You're not here on the, on this like this plane, but wherever you are, I want to talk to you, and you might not have any questions for me. And if you ask him questions. Maybe you won't hear things audibly, but you might your 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 brain will your your mind and your heart will tell you how he might answer certain right. questions. And so yeah. I do that all the time. So I'm just saying that might be a good, you know, when you're driving, you might say, "Hey, like 
I'm gonna put this music on, you know. Like I think about Chris whenever I see the Stingette. So Chris was a Stingette fan girl. <laughs> and child, when the mess was going down between uh Jada and Janae, Ooh. I was like I was like, Chris, girl, it's it's getting hot, you know, and but I didn't get to so whenever um I think after Janae led, after she, after her lead, like he didn't, child, he didn't, he wasn't, a, he wasn't a, a, there for when Brianni. I, I wish he, what? he would have loved Brianni. He would, he was gone. He had passed away, like when she became captain, and mm. I was like, you would have loved Brianni, like, cause he didn't get to see her. I'm sure he saw her as a, in, as you know, as a pantherette or whatever. Yeah. But I, he didn't see her as a sting yet, and so he didn't get to see that, you know, that version of her. And so. Every time I see this thing yet, I'll be thinking, I'll, I'll go to his Facebook page and I'll be like, child, you you missing out, you know? And so I, I that's my way of, of kind of like, you know, coping is by talking to him about Stingett stuff or going to his page. And um, he was, oh, gosh, he was so much. Chris was, Chris was a light in this world. He reminds me a lot of Brendan, just like insanely talented. Like you don't, that talent should not exist in one person mm. like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if they knew each other that, I would not be surprised <laughs> at all, but anyway, um, deal with it as you as you, as you go. You ain't got to figure it all out now. You ain't got to figure it all out today. That's that's not important. But <sighs> all right, do we do we have some nerves? <laughs> some emers. Some nerves. Um, I do believe our friend Sheika. Sheika, let me simply say this, Sheika. <laughs> Yes. I'm so sorry that we didn't get we didn't get to meet up, Sheika, because I miss you so much and would have loved to hug your neck. Life was happening, life was lifing, but we will we will see each other soon. Okay. <laughs> okay. So Sheika the Chica. Sheika, it's late, child. Sheika, first of all, she titled this <laughs> email. Not she titled it. She titled Harold of the Chain Hoist. I I don't like you, first of all. And so she says, late boots. She says, good day, gents. I'm a little late, but I finally finished this episode and was in tears with emotions on both sides. Another success from YouTube. Keep doing what you do. Don't let the haters and naysayers discourage you all. On my toughest of days, I turn on this podcast. When I need to focus, I turn on this podcast. When I'm bored, I listen to this podcast. When I'm in the car by myself, yep, you guessed it. <laughs> uh, potential conversation starters. Dustin, I'm sorry if you've covered it and I don't recall. My memory is bad. Lord. What began or fueled your journey to become a Muslim in general and especially given the way you grew up? <laughs> Do you want to answer this now? You want to wait till another time? I can, I can, I'll answer it quickly. Okay, go ahead because she has other questions. Okay. Um, so, whew, I, I oh God, that's I, I don't think I've ever answered it like this. I'm gonna try to be quick because I know we gotta go because we both gotta get to sleep. Um, I've always wanted to experience God in in a very um, in a very real way that was free from pageantry or extra steps um i've always wanted I, I i used to pick on my, my brother a lot because my brother wanted to hear from god audibly all the time but to be honest with you i couldn't handle that if, if god was like dustin I, I i we couldn't handle that but um 
I would not sit here. I'm, I'd be lying if I didn't say I heard God's voice a few times. <laughs> Got me out of a few situations, child. Listen, listen. Okay, but um, but so I went to Cutter in 2007, and I the first time I got a prayer rug, and I I believed in God then. I believe I've always believed in God, but it was like 2008, I believe, when I started seeing God as this singular being who took care of everybody. You know, everybody that 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 put good things out into the world and that tried to improve their lives and the lives of others. I, I feel like like you know God shined on them. Even even God shined on on the on 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 niggas too. You know, like <laughs> on oh. people that, that do bad stuff. You know, yeah. like. People that do bad things, you know, but but I I just I'm I'm being silly right now, but but I I I've always seen God in a in a in a singular singular sense, and so, um, I I started thinking about God as one, um, maybe like twenty twenty fifteen, and. I still went to even after I, you know, became a Muslim. I still went to church. Um, I still do go to church sometimes, um, and I think it's because of my background, because of the way I was raised, because you know I was raised to to love everybody. I think that's that that is how I define God. Like the, God is love, and loves everybody. And I remember Sheikah specifically a time when it was like two thousand. Maybe 2001, 2002. It was the first time I ever like witnessed a Muslim pray. So I didn't. So my my one of my friends who is ironically Christian Christian now, but he grew up Muslim. His family is Muslim. He went upstairs. He told me he told us he had to pray. And you know me, I thought you you know get down on your knees, say a quick little prayer. He came downstairs. He was wet. His hair was wet. His arms was kind of wet. I was like, what did you What was you doing? You was in, taking a shower. He said, No, I was praying. And I didn't know that he was making. It's called ablution, or we call it in in Islam. We call it wudu. It's it's a um, it's a it's a way we cleanse ourselves before we pray, and um, which includes water. And so, um, but I say all that to say, I couldn't see this man being condemned to hell because of. Um, his love for God and God alone in the singular sense did not mean that he didn't believe in Jesus. Um, he just, he believed in something different. And so, um, I'm, and I'm still on a journey. I will say that I am a Muslim. I will observe Ramadan. Oh Lord. Uh, this, (laughs) this coming month, um, pray for me, please. Um, because it's, it's it's there's it's, it's a lot rougher um these days um but even in being a muslim um i'm still exp- i'm still exploring what it means to know god and to love god so um keep me in your thoughts and prayers you know i'm still going still growing and uh yeah so that that just kind of came into it um knowing that i wanted to experience god in the singular sense and if you if you get what I'm saying, like I'm not have, trying to have a debate on whether God exists in three persons, but for me, it was um, in a monotheistic sense. Um, that's why that's how I came to being a Muslim is that it was the one faith that 
I know I could walk into a mosque and pray the same way everybody else prayed. And and that's the truth. So, yeah. Okay. Well, that was good. Um, she has other questions, but I really do feel that we should answer these yeah. the next time. Because time is... Yeah, time is ticking. Yeah, it's, it's, ticking, ticking. Yeah, it's slipping away from me. Tried to death thing escape? No. Oh, okay. He, he trapping bugs and shit. Yeah. <laughs> but, um... That is this episode of Child. Um, thank you for tuning in. Thank you for listening. Mm-hmm. Please remember to rate, comment, and share, and and stuff like that. Tell your friends, <laughs> Tell you your know, friends. about us. You know, and we are due to give y'all some content, video content, which I don't want to do, but um, we're gonna do that sometime this month. And if not this month in April, definitely April because uh, <laughs> uh, um, we got I got plays coming up, uh, musicals right. coming up uh, soon. But yes, we will definitely be in your faces in the month of April. Um, if you have any questions, comments, or concerns, please send them to childpodcast at gmail.com. That's child with four oh, eyes. Um, um, love you so much, Josh. You have anything else? Um, nothing. Uh, me, child. I don't know. <gasps> He doesn't, he doesn't even know words right now. Child, I don't know. Get the fuck out of here. Put your um, best gay forward. How yeah, put that? your best gay forward. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Stay black and never whack. Um, and, and love yourselves. Be kind to yourselves. Be kind to others. And if you can't be kind to others, fake it until you make it, honey. Happy well. Black History March. And we will see you again, <laughs> bitch. Bye. Bye. <laughs>